You gotta, you gotta get yourself prepared. Yeah, most definitely. You gotta like do a, the thing. Throat exercise, mm-hmm. exercises, something. There's like, um, there's this one song that I could share with y'all. Um, this is a, this is a good song for sure to start your day off because it, uh, you know, serotonin and all sorts of things. I feel like something um, crazy is about to come through your. Oh, oh, some great things. Are, are those new beats? I see you, Big Baller. Oh, he got some. This is this song is. I, I wish I could like play music into this. I need to look into this. But um, <laughs> Doctor Gene's Banana Dance, aka the Guacamole song. Okay. I know the Guacamole song. You know the Guacamole song? Like that? Some of the, from like years ago. Uh, with that lady like in the video. Uh, if that it's Guacamole it... song? Yes, that's right. I think you know what I'm talking about, Eric. Oh my god! <laughs> and that's that's your 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 Monday motivation song. Monday motivation. Form this is my every, this is my life motivation form, right form here. Form the banana. Form the banana. Form form the banana. I wake I wake peel up. This is this is what gets banana. me through the day most peel, definitely. Peel this uh takes the the, the, the depressing feels and all sorts of peel, that shit. Peel the yeah, encapsulates it. Go. All right, I just listened to like 30 seconds of this and I'm good. I don't need to ever hear this ever again. I think I lost brain cells. Why are you like this? Yes. Yes. Anyway. Let's... Okay. Y'all do anything fun this week besides, you know, we all were sick for a week and then, you know, LA was fun. Well, speak for yourself. Y'all two motherfuckers <laughs> had that shit. I I dealt with that earlier this year. I'm 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 I was fine and dandy. Um shit, what did I do this week? Um I started playing uh Metroid Dread. Ooh. For sure. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting game right there for sure. I don't like uh, how you said interesting about one of the, the greatest games this year. I mean, it's interesting because there's like, it, it's a lot of new shit. Like, it's it's just new shit. Like, this whole, uh, the aiming, the aiming system and, and shit like that. Like, this, it's different. It's, it's, it is interesting. Hmm. I, I just think like the way you said interesting the first time. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, I mean, like. It is. It's <laughs> yeah. It supposed to be taken negative, but yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been playing with that. Um, I just haven't really been playing my Switch like that, so it's like I was like, well, let me get back into this. So it's like I've been, been trying to incorporate that into my gaming session or game time in general. Do you find that um, like you only play the Switch like when you're going somewhere like, like traveling? Because that's the only time I cut mine on. Is it so, a flight or something? Um, I want to say yes, but even then, like I found myself. Um, so my parents like they don't live in ba- they don't live in Louisiana anymore. So whenever I, I went to go see them, 
uh like i brought my switch and everything never turned it on <laughs> and, and it's like i find myself like you know packing it up because it's like i know i'm gonna be somewhere where it's just like i don't have any games on my phone or anything like that so it's like like shut the fuck up so it's like i pack i pack my switch up in preparation thinking that i need i need something you know to to kill time but I don't if if I I don't really play it, man. I don't know what it is. I, and I grew up as a Game Boy kid, you know. Like that was my primary like gaming gaming uh platform. And I just now it's just it's just weird. But I did play my Game Boy Advance a lot because I did mod one uh like a like I guess I guess last year a couple years ago at this point. So I've been playing that. I play that a lot actually. Like whenever I'm on the shitter, like you know, I'm playing playing that, playing Castlevania. Yeah, dude. Like I I play the fuck out of my Game Boy Advance. I don't know what it is about the Switch. It's just like nah, son. <laughs> I don't know. Finish your uh, collection of um, the Pokemon games, the early ones. I, remember I got those. the Pokemon games. I got uh, the battle, like the entire Battle Network series. Yeah, I got all that shit, dog. What, what game yeah. did I tell you to get? It, it was uh... oh damn, now I can't remember. Did you get um? It's like a, the game where the dude has like the sunlight and stuff like that. The sunlight. Is it is it, is it called Bokatai? I told you to get that and something else. No, the, I did not. <laughs> a really good game I remember playing. I think this is on Game Boy Advance. Was um oh I Golden remember Sun. Good Golden Sun is good. Yes. Golden Sun. Golden Sun. Yeah, I I played both of those um back in whenever I was going like, that was summer camp days. Yeah, I played the fuck out of some Golden Fucking Sun. Yeah. Yeah, I remember no, what it's I've... called Rivera the Promised Land. Rivera the Promised Land. You need to go get that. That is one of the greatest RPGs I've ever played in my life. Huh. Huh. Okay. Oh, I've seen this before. Okay. It's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. An I like the art. Ten RPG. Yeah. See, I like this art style because, like, one of my favorite games. Is like um, it was a Final Fantasy, but that Final Fantasy Advanced Tactics, and it can it's it's kind of like a similar like the sprites are kind of similar. Yeah, see, yeah, see, I, I fuck with that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go get this for sure. Yeah, any game where yeah. you can steal turns is a good RPG in my opinion, like turn based. Yeah, that's that's what you like. You like stealing turns. Yeah, so I like stealing turns. <laughs> like, oh, bitch, you thought you was finna you thought you was finna go. Let me show you something. You thought I was feeling <laughs> you. You're stunned stun now. Interesting, man. This shit is expensive as hell. Yeah, oh my god, and it's, it's rare. Yeah, well, man, I spent so much fucking money on goddamn old ass Game Boy games. Like, I guess this isn't. I guess this isn't too bad. I'm seeing one for like fifty dollars. So, oh, that's not I could, good. I thought you were thinking like a hundred, hundred thirty. Man, I spent a hundred dollars on fucking Castlevania, so it's just oh, like which one, <laughs> uh, sim- uh, Symphony or uh, Aria? Probably Aria. I think it was Aria that. Uh, yeah, hold on. No, I think Aria of Sorrow have was a like Game Boy version, does it? I don't think so. I think Aria of Sorrow was like a hundred dollars for yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, because they've got. Yeah, I, I think I got mine for like a hundred, but like they usually go for one fifty ish. Yeah. I mean, at least you're not buying like Pokemon games. 
I mean, I did. <laughs> I was talking about the DS ones, dude. I was, I think I was oh. at GameStop, and I saw like I think it was Soul Silver, and they wanted two hundred for that bitch. I'm like, you got yeah, that shit, shit is insane. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, no nah. bananas. Two hundred yeah, for nah. a goddamn DS game? You got, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why, why these games cost so much. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, no, no. Time is the, like original packaging or something like. No, no, it's it's just the original cartridge. It's just the cartridge, yeah. Like all those, like yeah, all those Pokemon games and shit like that have just skyrocketed. Like since COVID, yeah. I don't know, but I don't know why the fucking DS games well, are feeling that shit. I I know the DS games. It's something to do with like, uh, you can't spoof DS Pokemon, so like. Mm. If you bring them to, I think that's the that was the last compatible with like Pokemon Home, so you can bring those mm. four. So the old, I think the OG games you can't bring those four, but like you can verify Pokemon on those original games, and there's like certain Pokemon that didn't get cared for until like recently. Interesting. I think it has something to do with that. So competitive battlers make things terrible for everybody as usual. Yeah, that that yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, what is the what is the competitive Pokemon? Like, what does that scene look like? <laughs> I've never I, seen anybody that plays competitive Pokemon. So when I was in basic training, the card game or the no, like, like the actual like the actual game. game. Like oh, you, you okay, set up your okay. team of three. This dude was hardcore into it. So uh, he played like Pokemon Showdown, and he would like game like game theory his yeah. teams, and then he he would like when we had like off time. He would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna grind for like uh, EVs and IVs." I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" So you just yeah. sit around and you farm the same Pokemon until you get the one out of one hundred drop. You get the perfect baby, yeah, that's yeah. right. And then, <laughs> and then you go make it make six with an, another Pokemon so you can get that move set. That's right. That, yeah, the perfect nature. Yeah, no, that shit's insane. I'm, I'm level one, level one Charizard with flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, insane. All right, you know what? I don't want to talk about competitive Pokemon. Let's get this party started. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Mecha Gaming Podcast. We got Eric, who needs a nickname. It's going to be a running thing. Cause <laughs> it's not- this, is, this, is our, this is our third episode, and you still don't have a fucking like, nickname. You got to have a broadcast you name, bro. have a broadcast name. Like, like you're two two five Scarface. Like, you, I've got that as your name in my phone. So you've got to, you got either embrace it, or, or you know, get with the times, old man. Like you could be senior citizen. Like you get, like you got the coolest last name. Like you could make this, you could make something out of this. Yeah, you could, you could do something with that. Let's, let's, we can workshop this later. We got my boy Top Cat. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and myself, Mo Money. Today we're gonna talk yeah. about we're gonna talk about Witcher One remake. We're gonna talk about the Dual Sense Age. We're gonna talk about PSVR two. We're gonna talk about PS Plus Silent Hill, and we're gonna talk about some games that are coming out and just came out, like Gotham Knights, Modern Warfare two. We're gonna talk a lot about Modern Warfare two and Pokemon. Of course, God of War Ragnarok. You thought I forgot. So let's get this party started. So. First thing in the news, we have, let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. The Rocksteady co-founders, uh, makers of Arkham Asylum, uh, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, they just made the Batman games. That's all they made. 
have the co-founders have left the studio. They're probably going to make a new studio. So what are you guys thinking about this? I'm pretty sure. Isn't aren't they it, working um, on the Suicide Squad game still? That's what I was about to say. Um, I yeah, I think that they're supposed to... I think they're supposed to finish that game, I believe it is. And then and then after that, like they're just completely done. Yeah. So um I don't know. Does I mean, does they not do they not have to deal with like Warner Brothers and their bullshit? So maybe maybe that's the reason I, I, I why they probably, gotta that's probably why they want to leave. Yeah, because uh <laughs> yeah, that's, that entire that's that entire is a complete clusterfuck. So yeah, I would probably wanna leave the fuck too. <laughs> sense now i was trying to think about what like was it something related to the development of suicide squad or what but wb you don't have to say anything else i would assume Mm. that suicide squad is far enough along in the process where you can just leave it to like the the hip producer of the game and the managers that are working the game you don't Mm. have to be hands-on as a producer you probably got all the pieces in place i just sucks though but they're probably yeah they're probably gonna gut the studio. All the, like half of their team is gonna come with them, and they're gonna make a new studio, and they're gonna keep making games. So it's not really a loss for the industry. But Warner Discovery continues to be a dumpster fire. Shout out to the people at Multiverses for <laughs> weathering that storm. Um, adding to that, didn't uh, didn't Black Adam drop in Multiverses? Has, has anybody played Multiverses since? Haven't played multiverses in a minute. It's been such a long I know, time. I don't. I don't want to play. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I think Black Adam is in there. Yeah, but I think he is. The and, problem uh, is, yeah, Black Adam came out, but we don't want to play it. Like I've been waiting for Black Adam, and I'm not opening that game. Yeah, I just I just don't. There's other things like that's that's why um that's why I won't play I won't download Overwatch and shit like that like I've only got Doing so this. much time for video I've only got so much time for video games as it is and Modern Warfare has like a cobra clutch on my testicles so it's like I I can't I can't be focused on anything else and especially whenever it comes to multiverses because it's like uh, it's a it's a I have I have fun on it but it's not like a I need to play this. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely like a like a random time scrolling, like, oh let me play something. Yeah. Probably log in, play a, a few matches and then go away because like you mentioned, Chris, like the way <laughs> the way the releases are, are especially like with Ragnarok around the corner and you mentioned Call of Duty, it's like there's mm-hmm. other stuff and the pipeline is like on the list of things to play. I mean multiverse is cool and all, but you're not yeah. about to get in the way of Ragnarok and COD, so Right, like if if there was like a like a like a like a campaign or like a what 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 do games have what what is it called like a arcade mode like a if it was like a real fighting game maybe but a I just feel like it's just mm, mm. I'm saying in the sense of like okay so think about you. like Street Fighter they got arcade they got an arcade mode and then you no know, you got a series of you fighting people and shit like that yeah that game don't have that i i feel like i feel like that's just a game where it's like oh it's literally a party game it's like I, oh I, well, you- the, that's the problem it's not even a good party game because didn't we run into that problem we tried to play you know form four well f- yeah Fall, and we couldn't even play stock like we just wanted to play stock matches yeah you think, you think it would take like a, a a drop of more than one like certain characters that like you're specifically interested in like from the entire catalog that they have access to like black adam is like oh okay cool but i'm not running I mean, back to if they drop riley freeman 
into multiverses. I'll, I'll play it right now. <laughs> I will come back. There you yeah. go. That's 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 what we need. You know what? Give me give me uh give me stink meaner. I'll take stink meaner. How about that? <laughs> That'd be fun, but I still feel like you're gonna run into the same problem. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think it's the cast. I think it's just the game itself. Yeah, the, rap, the rapping around the game isn't great. There's just it's not enough modes. The it's, it's just there. The yeah, monetization <laughs> isn't like intrusive. But it's very mm-hmm. like, hey, look at me! I'm in the corner. Come, come, yeah. come and spend your money. It's it's <laughs> missing that um, it's missing that 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 oomph. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right now, I could go pick up my Switch right now and play Smash for like three hours straight and not be not be sad at all. Like I would have a great time, right? Because it's just like right. play me. I am good mm-hmm. game. I have all the yeah. modes. You know? Yeah. Maybe maybe if I found some pe- some people in real life that played multiverses. Maybe then it would be different. Who plays multiverse you know, in real life? That's that exactly <laughs> my point. <laughs> I don't know anybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> we don't have to shit on uh, Warner Discovery anymore. Uh, <laughs> the Witcher 1 is going to be remade in Unreal Engine 5. Uh, how do you guys feel about that one? Didn't <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? When this was when this was announced, I was like, "Wait, what are you remaking? Like, where is this Witcher Three remake that we were promised? Is that what you think? Yeah. The I don't care. 3, about... The Witcher Three remake is still scheduled for holiday twenty twenty two. I'll let you tell me when that releases. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, whenever I saw that, I was like, "Man, y'all are just." Y'all are definitely trying to make your investors happy by announcing all this stuff and hoping it sticks like, oh, the future's looking bright. And it's just another one of those things of them just throwing stuff out there. And it's like, okay, it's cool, but when are we going to see this? Like, what's what's the status? Or like, did y'all just decide before you made these announcements, oh, let's remake Witcher 1 and Unreal Engine. Ooh, that sounds cool. But we haven't started yet. It's probably what it was like. It's yeah. probably It's probably a meeting. And uh, they were drinking some brews and stuff like that. It was like, hey, guys, I came up with the greatest idea. Let's give them Witcher 1 (laughs) again. Again. I mean, let's be real. Nobody fucking played Witcher 1. Yeah? Like, yeah. I was so confused. Like, whenever they said it, I thought they meant Witcher 3 was being remade in Unreal Engine. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. But... And I was like, wait, like, clarify, like, what are you remaking? And then it's like, oh, no, it's the first Witcher. And I'm like, I don't care about that. I mean, this, so <laughs> usually... They want you to care. They want you to care. Usually projects like this, and, and they did the kind of a similar thing with uh, Pokemon earlier this year. So games like this are usually stepping stones. The people, this team is usually like a tech team with some designers on it. And that way they can learn the systems. And once they get moved on to the next project, they already have the tools and the skills. I would assume that this is what's happening here. And they're going to use these tool sets to make the Witcher 4 or whatever form the next Witcher game takes. That's the time on it. When do, you, when do you think they could? This game? Oh, we're not going to see this shit till 2024. I mean, 2023 I holiday I at the really. latest. I mean, at the earliest. I, 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 2024. I'm really you know, it depends on how big. much. What it all depends mean? on how much, how much, how much detail they're going to put into like yeah. the the are assets and whatnot. Expand the game? Are they going to make it like really open world? Because like, which one's kind of open world? Kinda. Yeah. 
I know nothing about Witcher One. Uh, it's a very well, that's different game they... from Witcher Three. I'll put it that way. And that's why they're remaking it for people like yeah. you. It's more tactical in a mm-hmm. uh, clunky way, jank, you know, way. Think of the those old PS3 RPGs that were like kind of jank, kind of like that. Yeah, think of like the the near uh near Automata uh what is that what is that Revenant? Is, what's the name of that? I think that's Probably the one you're talking about. Yeah, because yeah, that, that's the one that uh that people didn't play, and so it was just like a a rehash of, oh, of the original one. Yeah. Let's see. So, wishing the best, but I mean, they get together. You want your you want your remake first. You want your three right? so you can play. No, because like we were talking uh, in the pre-show about the um, or the pre-pre-show, whatever the, <laughs> about the, uh, <laughs> the Witcher, uh, the Netflix series, and I um oh, yeah. over the past year, I've, I've watched like all the seasons that are out, and you know, just like with um Cyberpunk uh, Edge Runners, is like okay, I want to check this game out because I had previously tried to play. Uh, the Witcher Three, but I was always get to like the same part, and I would just stop. And so like, mm-hmm. that's kind of like, a, okay, well, let me get back into this. And I was like, well, oh, we're gonna make a what is it, remaster, whatever this thing is supposed to be, um, holiday of this year. And that's why I'm like, okay, where is this thing? Like, tell us about it. Um, but yeah, that's the extent of my Witcher <laughs> intrigue. They just like it's perfect opportunity to capitalize on the the show, but they're just dropping the ball. I mean, what, let, let, what do they talk have about that? Let's talk about that. They they have the whole universe they got. What do they have out right now? Cyberpunk is revamped, quote unquote. Um, mm-hmm. They have. They say, supposedly that that uh, that remaster upgrade is gonna come for The Witcher Three at the end of this year. Before the end of this year, that's their timeline. I mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if this gets pushed to quarter one. I, I would not be surprised at all. It's definitely getting pushed back. <laughs> We haven't you're, seen. We haven't seen it. We haven't heard anything of it. So no. yeah, you're probably right. Um, they have those two uh, unspecified smaller Witcher games. They have The Witcher Four, and they have this remake. So all that's all that's really doable if you're talking about a three four year plan. But it doesn't seem like they really have their feet under them. They lost a lot of technical mm-hmm. knowledge with the Cyberpunk thing. They lost a lot of you know creative. Uh, juice with the Witcher with the Cyberpunk thing, so I don't know. It, it, it seems like they grew too fast and they weren't prepared for the the massive growth that they incurred. So acquisition, yeah. But speaking of taking L's, uh, Henry Cavill is done as the Witcher three, and here's your L: you get Liam Hem- Hemsworth instead. So after season three, he is done playing Geralt of Rivia. So how do you guys feel about that? Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one. Am I the it. only one who watched it? I, I've seen The Witcher. I, I gotta mention, I, I've seen it. Uh, but I watched a few. I watched a few episodes, and I feel like um, just listening listening to the uh, to your boy talk. Um, it it seems like he just it seems like the people or oh, or based off of what I read is that the people that that read the are, that are doing The Witcher. They didn't. They didn't seem to like the story of it, or it just seemed like they're just coming up with their own shit. And so that was part of his reason for leaving. Um, so I mean, that's like a whole thing. But uh, but I mean, I I don't know how to feel about Henry Cavill 
because I've seen Superman, I've seen the Superman movies, and it's just like, okay, you're leaving this to go play Superman again. Yeah. Oh, gee. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't I, know what we're about to get with that. I think this, this, it's so sad because Superman is like one of his worst roles. I I, I, I love him and yeah. everything else. But yeah. I think Super. Actually, you know what? I'll take that back. That first Superman movie. First Superman fuck, movie wasn't bad. Up. You fucked that up. I, I was fucking with that. You think he... Oh, you! Oh, you liked yeah, it. Yeah, you I, like, I liked yeah, it. I liked yeah. it. I liked it. I, liked I didn't that. think it was a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, he punches out people, around. You know. Yeah, people are just weird. I don't know, bro. But I just—it's like, it's like this. It, he seemed to embody the character uh, of Gerald very well mm. in the Witcher series, is what it seemed like. And so it's like just to see that he's leaving to go play Superman again. It's just like it's like I mean, good for him. That's cool and all. Here we go. We got another maybe maybe two maybe two Superman movies or Superman appearances where this guy's just you know existing and the terrible like story is <laughs> it's like we see that more so than than care about him as a person. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so it's like the Eternals. Yeah. Because ex- ex- <laughs> I don't know what the fuck Warner Brothers is doing to go back to. I don't know what what's about to happen. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, they said, did they get uh, Ben Affleck back too? Yeah, they got. Like, yeah, they did. Rumor yeah. or something about like multiple movies, and we don't know if it's Justice League related or like solo movies. Yeah, um, and I, I think that that's cool because I mean we didn't really get much of Affleck bet. Affleck. Am I? Affleck. Yeah. Affleck. bet. Aff bet. Yeah. Bad. And I mean, and and with the Flash, they just need to get rid of uh, your boy. Yeah, so it's just like, <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I don't know. I have nothing else to say about this. Let's move on to the next story. <laughs> Fuck this. Uh, so Fallout is making a TV show on Amazon. Um, if I remember correctly, let me go ahead and look this up. I don't want to throw out some information. Some misinformation. Let me see. Oh. As you as you look that up, um, so I've never um, I, I, like I think we've talked about this on a prior show. Um, my experience with Fallout is like kind of limited, but I know like the the premises. I mean the premise. Of, okay, Fallout like the shelter and like the nuclear apocalypse stuff like that. Um, what do you see as there being like the the story behind it. So like when you get like the last of us show, right? Like I know what that's about. Cause I know the story of the last of us, whereas it seems like the fallout games are each their own thing, if I'm not mistaken. So like, what, what do you, where do you see that going in terms of like the content of it? Or is it just the world is the story itself? Fallout as a world is the story. So mm-hmm. basically if you don't know the general, just a fallout fallout is basically in the 1950s ish, era we fucked up and we started nuclear war with the rest of the world and it actually happened and everybody got bombed and then this company made a bunch of you know fallout shelters underground and instead of you know actually saving people they did a bunch of experiments on people so like each shelter fallout shelter had like a different like some weird experiment going on so in one it's all kids in another it's all old people in another everybody has to have sex on schedule and then, you know, just different weird shit like that. And basically, you can play with that. Uh, the guy who's running it, it's executive produced by uh, Westworld, uh, Jonathan Nolan. Um, okay. I don't know any of these other people. Uh, the Righteous Westworld. Yeah. 
I know. Yeah, they did just cancel it. I, I don't want to another topic. Another topic. I, I don't want to talk yeah. about Westworld. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about Westworld. But uh, I, Fallout is a series that they can do a lot with. Um, mm-hmm. If you've ever watched The Expanse, or uh, Expanse is very good on Amazon. Um, but you can do a lot with a series that doesn't have like an established like yeah. main character or story that you have to follow. Like mm-hmm. Fallout is really just a collection of you're a random person who gets thrown into this crazy ass world. Usually mm-hmm. with, you know, in, in the games, it's more of a, you're, you have some special relation to somebody in the show. They can just have a collection of characters that are interesting and interact with each other. So, okay. So there's I, definitely potential. It's just a, a lot of, of potential. Uh, yeah. It's not like a Halo situation where you got fucking your boy playing Master Chief and taking off his helmet. Yeah, and kissing people and shit. Yeah, and yeah. yeah fuck you want to see my face? Let me pull my helmet <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, all right, Clayton. How about you? Uh, <laughs> you talk about this next one. Uh, Helena Taylor versus Platinum Games. So to follow. Man. Up, Man, this bitch has me <laughs> fucked up, dog. God damn. Cause I was just like, I've always since 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 I've done my my work in the video game industry, I was like, somebody needs to do something about contract workers or just contract work in general. Indeed. And this asshole gets out there, says all this shit. Which I mean, I mean, sure. I mean, at the end of the day, she still is underpaid. Sure, whatever. But then she just did. Why did she? Why? Why? Why did she choose to do it like this? So let's get the like, breakdown of what she's done. Some content, yeah. So just like, uh, Helena Taylor was formerly the voice of Bayonetta, the eponym, uh, eponymous character of the Bayonetta series. Uh, she said at the beginning uh, that she wanted fans to boycott because she felt like she was getting underpaid. She said that they only offered her 4K. Well, no. Initially, she said it was only one uh, 1.5K, and then she corrected herself to 4K, and then it started escalating. Turns out, neither of those were true. Jason Schreier of uh, Bloomberg, I think he works at Bloomberg now, uh, he came out and said no that's wrong the contract offer was for 15k no residuals and she was like oh well you know i should be getting residuals um so they just replaced her with jennifer hale and jennifer hale does everybody's favorite voices um the the problem is she has been pretty she just lied through the whole thing she kind of threw people under the bus. She trying to tried to get people to go after Jennifer Hill in a, like a kind of shady way. Um, she tried to get people to boycott the game when she was the one doing bad business. She wanted apparently a six figure salary with residuals, which I mean I don't even think that's the salary of the fucking director of the game. You know what I'm saying? Directors don't yeah. get the salary. So what are you really saying? Your talent isn't like. Yeah, your bayonetta voice is iconic, but you're not Charles Martinet, bro. That's the <laughs> voice of Mario. Free, free Charles Martinet. You know, fuck Chris Pratt. Free Charles Martinet. But that's not the point. The point is, nobody's making that kind of money in the games industry. No individual outside of like execs and CEOs, you know, are making that kind of money. So, what are you really getting at here? That's that's 
it's kind of insane that she would even ask for that. And then that, she yeah. decided to double down and she was like, well, all the funds that you've donated to me, I'm going to donate those to uh, trans exclusionary uh, feminist uh, organizations and abortion mm-hmm. uh, uh, pro-life, uh, pro-life stuff. And then, all yeah. of, you know, if you know the Bayonetta fan base, that's kind of fucked. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I don't know what the... See, but that's what I'm saying. It's just like, I don't understand what the fuck just happened. It's like she had a public meltdown. And I'm tired, and I'm just... I'm personally just tired of public meltdowns at this point in time. <laughs> every you, fucking... Yeah. Every day, it's always some fucking new shit, I swear to God. But it's just like... Like, come on, bro. Like, why is this... Why is this the way that you carry this shit out? She has a point. There is a very valid point in what it is she, that she's talking about, in my opinion. Because after you play, so after you play somebody and you're being recognized as a person, like you do bring life to the character, for sure. But man, I just feel like the way that you're fighting this fight, I don't think anybody ever wants to have a conversation about this shit ever again. Because yeah. <laughs> look, I, look how it, much of an ass that you make. For the next person, it definitely yeah. For the next person, and you know, as far as the residuals, and I, I don't know what the average contract is for voice actors, but like you know, we know like the the, I guess the names like the Laura Bailey's, the Nolan Norris, Troy Baker's, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and like I said, I don't know too much about um, Bayonetta. And so I can't speak to like the impact of it or like how much money the thing makes. But if if you wanted to bring attention to the fact that you're not getting like residuals or something like that, I feel like had she said that from the the jump, she would have still gotten support. Because even if the yeah. offer was 15k, like initially to me that that still sounds low um, mm-hmm. when you don't yeah. include residuals. So she she could have she she shot herself in the foot. Yeah, yeah. Literally, just start off with that. Don't say anything mm-hmm. else. <laughs> it's so crazy because you know we're talking about the 15k you still make money when you do those press circuits you do uh promotionals they pay you for all of that like if they if they decide to bring you aboard and be like hey we want you to come on the press tour you know they try charles martin out of out there all the time you know they try laura uh bailey out of there all the time you know mm-hmm. they come on the press circuits like you get to go and you make the money and they pay for you to come with like you still get paid for those appearances so there's other money to be made outside of that especially when you're a known voice so like these games yeah that's a one-time big paycheck and of course you would want the residuals and i think that's something that should be negotiated you should get a percentage if you're a a portion of that but the question is how much are you really asking for are you asking for Mm -hmm. one percent because first of all one percent is too damn high off off bat (laughs) like if you know anything about how the pie gets cut you're not getting one percent you're getting like 0.025 0.025 but but that's still a, a sizable amount of money that's a right a, a, i don't know a 500 paycheck every every couple of every month you know that that's free money every month 500 for the rest of your life and yeah you and i'm three and going along that's 1500 yeah. for the rest of your life right and like you were saying like the public events and shit like that like you're like a low-level celebrity and <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. so these you've got these people that also just like there's a lifestyle that comes with that shit. So it's just like I don't know, man. And then you can even parlay <laughs> that into like your other ventures. Like I know uh what's the guy? Sean Schimmel, the guy who does uh he's Goku, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. He he basically parlays his Goku voice into basically everything he does. He gets a bunch of money for just existing, you know. Yeah. Like as Goku. 
you know what's, what's interesting is like now that i think about it you know when, when things like this come up usually you get people in the industry coming out to like throw their support and i don't recall any other voice actors yeah nobody coming out to, to say anything because it was a union negotiated contract so people who are in the union have access to look at the union contract so they knew <laughs> so they knew she was full of shit <laughs> Yeah, see, just all of this is just—it's ridiculous. All of this is just bad. I feel bad for like being like, you know what? She, she—that's fucked up. But like, it is fucked up, but it's not because you did that bad. You fucked up your own bag. Like, I can't, I can't be. You just, you just came from a place of bad faith, and that's that just doesn't fly. Yeah. Do better. Do better, <laughs> motherfucker. That's what I. That's what I got to fucking say to you, because well, you did that bad. <laughs> let's talk about some people who are doing better. Let's talk about Evolve. Does anybody yeah. remember Evolve, the asynchronous multiplayer game where one person was a monster trying to eat the other people, and the other four were like, uh, you know, people with guns. I remember the hype train for it for sure, because I was. I was in college and I was in my video game design class. And like the little, I had the little screen, the Twitch screen with it playing. I, I, I think it was like on release date or like, or like, uh, maybe it was before it released and shit like that. And I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. This sounds crazy. And then it dropped. And then it was fun I was as like, shit. I played the I shit like, out of ah. it. Man. It was fun. Did you? Yes. Did you? The problem is the fucking servers never worked. The servers never fucking worked. The servers were mm. always down. They were always busted. So it just fell off. Mm. Fell off the face I of the was, earth. Uh, as, as you like mentioned, like each topic we discussed, like I Google it and just like look at headlines, and I'm, I'm on images, and one of the first ones is evolve. What the hell happened? So Mo, <laughs> what the hell happened to evolve? <laughs> so evolve came out really strong. Uh, mm-hmm. a lot of acclaim but it was one of the early live service games it, it, they mm-hmm. they somebody had to invent the wheel and some people have to fail and people learn from their mistakes Evolve failed and the biggest lesson you can take from Evolve is you need stable servers you need PVP connect you need peer to peer connections you can't do your own servers if you're not going to support your game if you don't have like a big company behind you and third thing is you need to have a content release schedule. That is the biggest mm-hmm. thing people will talk about because I think they the game came out and it had four, three or four initial monsters and they had uh, five or six different type of uh, characters you can play as, which is pretty diverse, right? And they didn't release any new monsters for about three or four months. And they dropped two, I think they dropped two of a, a new character and then a new monster and then I think they drop another monster and then by that time the game's dead you know you gotta you gotta keep people invested in that game if people are gonna come keep playing your game you're gonna keep selling them advertisements you're gonna keep uh, getting your engagement numbers up you gotta keep people wanting to play the game the gameplay loop is solid it's like uh, Dragon Ball the Breakers or uh uh-huh. Yeah, that's basically the best analog. It it is basically the same game, straight up. <laughs> I like Dead by is it Dead by Daylight or whatever the fuck that shit is. Uh, Kinda, but yeah, but I don't think in, yeah. in Dead by Daylight you don't really upgrade that much, do you? As the as the killer, do you? 
Um, yeah, there's, I think there's, there's all, that game is nothing but skill trees. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. So Evolve was the first to really do it. Yeah. And I'm glad they're making a comeback because the gameplay was solid. It was, it's still more unique than any of the other games that are out currently because the, the gameplay loop is dynamic where there's periods where you're stronger than the, the monster and the monster is stronger than you. So it, it it goes back and forth. There's a there's a tug of war almost. So like, there's a moment where oh shit, I'm the monster. I'm kind of good right now, but I can still get fucked over if they jump me. You know. So what is uh, in your opinion? What, what does this this revival slash comeback look like? Do they need to make like okay, evolve two or um, try to like work it to where um, like some type of game they, pass? So they did make like, evolve stage two. Yeah. They yeah. released it on uh on PC. And okay. with with it, live servers. Yeah, with live <laughs> servers. And that kind of flopped. Sounds like it didn't work. <laughs> but mm-hmm. what they did they was vibing. some people have just been kind of, you know, Peter Nolan playing the game. And mm-hmm. the people who made the game were like, well, we'll take notice of that. And then they made, uh, you know, peer-to-peer connections available. So you can just play with people. And there's matchmaking with that. And that was one of the biggest things. If the servers weren't up, you couldn't do matchmaking. So now you can just do matchmaking. And they're giving out keys for that. You know, they're doing like stealth marketing. They're getting getting uh, that good word of mouth. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's. I'm probably not coming back. I'm gonna be real with you, but <laughs> I, I got too much on my plate. Overwatch, Call it's of for Duty. somebody. Huh? Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. for somebody. And I, I think I'm glad to see that any game can kind of just have a community that really cares mm-hmm. about it, and if. If that community really loves that game, it can always come back. Yeah. So this is this. We should definitely add this to that game, uh, to that list of games that made uh, comebacks. I guess. Yeah, this <laughs> is definitely a big comeback game. Yeah. But I mean, like on the same. My thing is, is just that. Um, I mean, because I'm seeing here that it went free. Evolve stage two. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yep. Like I, I did. I didn't even know that that was a thing at all. Yeah, so. Evolve was one of the first ones to like really fuck it up. Like they had the live service model and they fucked it up. Yeah, that's crazy. No way or the bad way. <laughs> oh, the, um, the bad, the bad way. Okay. All right. Let think, me specify. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, my thing is, is just that whenever it comes to games like this, I'm surprised to the. I'm still surprised that people play Dead by Daylight. I just feel like, uh, I feel like, like the idea of it, the concept of it is cool and whatnot. But maybe I guess just back then I was thinking it's just like uh the balance of like of the of the of the fun experience like being the killer i would imagine in my in my opinion just outside looking in i always feel like being like the killer seems like it would be way more fun than the part than like the the other people that are just like running away or like we got to kill this guy so i i that's just that's just always how it how it looks to me Whenever I look at these games like this, I was about to say, uh, usually how it works with those games is usually like a group of five people, and they just rotate who's gonna be the killer, who's gonna be, you know, the survivors, and that's just usually how it works. I mean, I get that, yeah, but it's just like a community. That's yeah, dedicated because I just I feel like I feel like the game if if everybody is or how can I say this the the skill the skill factor I feel like that's what would really make it a, a yeah. good thing because what if you have a what if you have a bomb ass motherfucker like monster or just a fucking villain and then you've got you know what I'm not even gonna say anything 
because uh, I hate talking about people in general. But what if you just have people that just don't know what the fuck they're doing all the time? Are you and talking I, about Among Us? Yeah, you, you keep because you, you're queuing up with other people, right? This is randoms. There's no there's no skill based matchmaking in these games, is there? Yeah, no. It's really just yeah. Discord communities that keep them alive. Interesting. Well, I mean, for that fact, I, in that sense, that's kind of cool. Because I mean, if you could just you know, hey friends, let's get together and play this on a regular. Yeah. That sounds that sounds like. And then like the the the, the games that really keep updating their content like day by daylight has basically all the slasher villains in it right now yeah they they but but they see everybody. and that yeah so that they 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 make that makes sense i feel like they've done it they've executed very well yep. so uh yeah so we uh talked about community and let's talk about playstation and discord are gonna finally join forces from their partnership on May 8th, 2023. How excited are you guys on this from a one to a 10? Um, I've got a couple questions because I'm interested in it. Um, I like, I guess it, the idea of being able to talk to talk with Discord friends while I'm playing my PlayStation, maybe that maybe that's cool question mark i mean if if it's if it's like how discord is on um on mobile or on the x i think xbox did their implementation already yeah they've already they've already gone through with it yeah it's really just kind of you just hop into discord like you would normally and just talk to your friends and chat and all that good stuff so it's like if it has that level of functionality this is what we've been asking for since we heard about the PlayStation Five. Like, hey, can you put the Discord in the game? We just we just yeah. want it in in there. Fuck your PlayStation chat. It sucks. Give us give us Discord. It really is bad. It's absolutely awful. Shit, piss poor. Yeah. Um, I'm by uh, one of my questions though is like I want to be able to stream to my friends, and so I want that to be part of the implementation. I hope it is. That's the, that's one of the main reasons why I'm like interested. Because if I could do that, then it's just like, oh wow, I can I can stream my PlayStation shit to the to my friends. Yeah, I'll just people sh- want to see me play Call name. of Duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm doing the thing. I'm doing the thing, guys. <laughs> I think this is what everybody's been waiting for for a while. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh-huh. let's talk about a. Uh, I know this one's gonna gonna be good for you. PSVR two. So. PSVR 2 will be releasing on February 22nd, 2023, and it will cost $550. Say it one more time. $550. That's more than the damn system, isn't it? Yes. It's right, like right there at the, <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's like before taxes. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. if you really yeah. think about the technology inside of PSVR two, it is a whole ass new system. Well, and and that's the thing. It's like so for people who like uh, can afford it or like or like really into PSVR, I'm sure like they're gonna be on that wave like no matter what. But I'm looking at it more so from the standpoint. So Sony or PlayStation wanted to push VR as like their next platform and to come out the gate like with this 
I don't know, like what was going to be the long term effects. And, and and I'm guessing them selling it at this price, they may be even selling it at, at a loss. Like I'm not, I'm not familiar like with the tech with the technology and like um, no Sony is how, making, how they Sony's making money. They're making money off of it. Okay, so but still, like how how do you convince? Um, one people trying to get the the PS5s as it is, and they're becoming more available. But like, Absolutely is this insane. this is only for like the the niche like markets? Like like the, the, these are not going to be like oh you got the PSVR. Well, yeah. like, I mean yeah, that's yeah. what that's what they're uh, assuming. So like they could have probably probably sold it at a loss, but the sell through rates for VR are probably limited. Like some people are going to buy their VR headset and be like oh I'm not fucking with this. You know, return it or you mentioned it, that, throw it, it in, the, in the corner. You mentioned that it's not uh it's not backwards compatible. It, right? It's not backwards compatible, but a large majority of PSVR one creators are making patches for PSVR two. So mm-hmm. you're gonna get your Beat Saber. You're gonna get you know the big yeah. the big hitters. Your Iron Man VR. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely coming. Uh, I just would you get it? Hmm. I'm, would, y'all, would y'all get it? So my wife was, uh, she was talking about it, and she was like, "Yeah, I want a VR headset." And I'm like, "Well, the mm-hmm. PSVR two is coming out at some point. I'm gonna get that." Mm-hmm. So this is right at the price point where I'm like, "Uh, I guess why not?" But it's it's literally right there. If they would have said six hundred, I'd be like, "Nah, I'm gonna go get me a fucking Oculus Quest," you know, cheap out. But this is right at the price point where I'm like, all right, I'll just eat the cost, and then you know I'm future proofed. You know I'm, I'm built in for the life cycle of this of this console generation. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, and I I think that's what's giving me hesitation because we're like what three years in on the PS5, and it is cutting edge technology, but in five years it will not be. So will the PSVR2 last for an another extended life cycle of gaming? You know because. There's no guarantee we're going to have that. The only reason the PS4 has lasted this long, and they tried to face that bitch out, they they tried their hardest. The pandemic is the only thing that made the PS4 last this long. Because, honestly, PS4, PS4 is trash, uh, technology-wise. Like, CPU's, CPU is a fucking Jaguar uh, 2600, I think that's the one. And those are the same ones. That's a, It was an eight-year-old computer chip when it got put in the PS4. So that's how old the PS4 was. PS5, on the other hand, top of the line, you know, SOC, all that good components and shit. So, I, who knows how long this generation is going to last. That's the, what you know of the, the content that will be there, I guess, in the early life cycle. It was not like the first month of release. Does, it, is this something that you wait on or like, whoo, is it okay to jump in early on? I That's why I was saying that uh, when we were talking about it in our uh, chat, I was saying that I'm kind of waiting to see what the PSVR one ports are going to look like. So we get our beat sabers. Okay. Uh, the, the horizon call of the mountain game kind of looks interesting, even though, you know, I'm still sour on, uh, forbidden, forbidden West. West. Uh, so that, that looks interesting. Uh, there's a couple of other games. There's like a cooking game. There's a, there's like a ported down ski, uh, city skylines. If you've ever mm-hmm. uh, played that, uh, there's a couple of other interesting games that I'm just like, oh yeah, I, I want to try that. That's cool. There's a couple of FPS games. There's like a survival uh, FPS. Can't think of the name of it. There's some cool stuff in there, but it's like for 550, you just get the headset, the controllers, and you know all the cables that come with. It. And it's like, then I gotta fucking buy games too. Shit. Like me you personally, no, you ain't got no packing. Yeah, but me personally, looking at, like, this list of, like, games and shit, this doesn't seem like it's worth it. 
like it, it's it doesn't seem like there's enough of a game backlog for me to really to hold my interest at all. The rumor like, I'll probably, is I'll, that Sony's I'll probably play like door, one or two uh, games. Backdoor sucky sucky deals to get Half Life Alex on to PSVR two. Mm. They're doing some uh, some some funny business throwing money at Valve to try to get uh, Half Life Alex. Interesting. And Valve has said cryptically that they're open to working with other platforms. We just want to push VR as a platform. Right. So whatever that yeah. means. Yeah. Well, see, like that sounds cool, but uh, until that moment in time happens. I'm tired of playing Beat Saber and Super Hot. I'm just, I'm just, I'm gonna just tell you. Super We're super when hot. did Super, super hot, hot? When did when did Super Hot come out? Twenty twenty fucking. Well, that says twenty sixteen. Uh, I guess that's, that's the, the VR the version VR of it. Version, yeah. yeah. So it's like I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of playing this. I've been playing Beat Saber for years. Beat Saber <laughs> never gets old. Come on, bro. Man, that's like saying Fruit Ninja never gets old, bro. It it's like no. Get the fuck out of here, bro. I'm I'm tired of fucking chopping blocks in half. I'm tired of shooting and throwing guns and breaking people and, and fucking super hot. I need some I need something new, man. I need you, something new. Do you think if we can get the orange box fully ported to VR for PSVR two, would you would you would you shell out for that? Uh, I I just I don't think that's enough, man. I need I need something something new. I need. I a, need. There's like a time I, dilation game, uh, in that. I, I I need to look it up. We can talk about it next time, but I want to make sure I, I'm gonna note that right now. There's like a time dilation game in the, in the VR set. Hmm. All right, we can move on though. Um, yeah. still on our Sony tip. Let's talk about the DualSense Edge. Two hundred dollars of gaming controller awesomeness and it's coming out on january 26th it's gonna have removable sticks removable paddles uh customizable uh, stick lengths uh, you know all the bangs and whizzes and it's going to be a hundred percent psv ps5 compatible oh pretty much uh, uh sony's version of a scuff controller yeah yeah it's kind of mid honestly I, you think so? <laughs> so this is I think this is just me and my tiny ass hands, but the PS5 controller gets very uncomfortable after about two to three hours. Really? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the PS4 got uncomfortable, the PS4 controller got uncomfortable, but for different reasons. And you can alleviate that while like adding bulk to it. But the PS5 yeah. controller, you can't. Because it's big as fuck already. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have this problem with the Xbox controllers, the Xbox Series controllers. They're, you know, ergonomic and all that good stuff. These controllers are like, I think it's like the outside bulge. So this doesn't appeal to me because I'm like, now I have to hold it even weirder because if I want to reach the paddles, you know. Yeah. You got to, yeah, definitely you got to change your fucking grip on it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Have y'all ever purchased or used like, like the xbox like the elite controller or like any of these like advanced yeah i've controllers before i've never never bought into like the 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 controller itself but like i i did at one point get like the higher uh thumbsticks and whatnot i yeah. remember getting doing that for playstation 3 and 4 um I just so and a dollar adjustable sticky stick thing right yeah i've just never spent 
I've never spent uh two hundred dollars on a specialized controller. I might spend like three hundred dollars on some like gaming hit, but never never on. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it like is it does it make a difference like is it even worth it or is it yes. like is it, i guess it but does it depend on like the types of games you play for one i would think yes, it depends yes. on the type of games you play yeah. <laughs> so for like uh fighting games i will say that a lot of people have been coming back to pads so there's like modular pads mm-hmm. so if you've ever tried to do like an input the timing for you know certain special moves when you try to push a trigger versus a button is a little different so that does help i will say uh, also, like if you're playing first-person shooters, third-person shooters, any kind of shooter game, anything that requires like a flick and uh, precision aiming at the same time, those mm-hmm. elevated sticks help a lot because there's a level of control that you can't get with. It, it's some it's physics basically. You can't get that level of control with the height of the normal stick. Like it's fine for just like regular camera controls if you don't have to aim, but like if you get an elevated stick, that usually helps a lot. And then one of our friends swears by paddles. Uh, I haven't. I I had a paddle that paddle little setup for uh, the PS4 controller, but I could never get it to work with most of the games I played. It didn't for whatever reason. Mine didn't work with uh, Overwatch, which would be the only game I would need it for. So like, you know, you can kind of like spam. You can put crouch bind crouch to it, and you can just kind of crouch spam stuff like that. Uh, it, it can help. It, it gives you an edge, like. Hot dual sense edge, but it's not. If you're not, if you're not a certain level of gamer, it's not going to help you be better at shooting things. If you don't already have the the dexterity yeah. to do it anyway, I think I think it is just a cash grab for the most part. Yeah, because like like you're saying, most people, I don't know. I I mean, if the people that I meet in real life that play Call of Duty, nine times out of ten are ass. Like not not yeah, and it's not and it's not like a oh I'm supreme. It's just like no, these people are just not good. A lot of people talk about Call of Duty, but it's just like damn son, like <laughs> you spending all this money on this shit and you don't you, no, it, it it doesn't it doesn't no no. All right, uh-uh. yeah, it's just like man, y'all are not good. Yeah, so it's like uh, I don't I don't know if these things actually do. Create, make anything, make 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 a change or make a difference, other than just making someone feel like, oh, I spend more money on this than you. I think <laughs> Sony has priced this appropriately, and they know who they're selling this to. They're selling it to the tryhards, you know, the people who mm-hmm. are like, you know, platinum, you know, gold, who want to get that slight advantage, but you're not really good enough to really make a difference because if if you were you would have already gotten a controller a custom controller of some sort yeah i don't i don't really the third party competitors are probably better if you're going to get a custom controller i would probably get something smaller so you could do it right you know what you know now we're, since we're on the topic of this maybe maybe we need to get you maybe we need to get you a custom controller eric yeah. Maybe that's what needs to happen. Maybe, you know, maybe get some. I don't play like competitive games like that. It doesn't sports. matter. It doesn't matter. What is it? How we're going to get you. We're we're going to get oh, you a controller. You're going to give me one. That's, that's fine. I <laughs> yeah, we're going to get appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. But... Maybe it, I'm just saying if we if we put you in that pot, maybe you'll find ooh, a difference yeah, for maybe, yourself. You'll be like, ooh, maybe I can get busy. Come on back these. and come yeah. back and report. 
Yeah, need that product review. E money, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk about. Let's let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about you know the point of this podcast. So let's talk about games. So <laughs> Marvel and EA have a three game deal for the first game is Iron Man. Then it's gonna be Black Panther, not that other one you're thinking of, the Black Panther Captain America game. This is another game. Uh and then an unknown third game, which is a sequel to either of these most likely. Discuss. Um one of the interesting things about this was that the article started with the fact that this was inspired by their successful deal with Star Wars. And my question after that was how do they define success? Um, I'm guessing the stuff must have sold pretty well as far as like Battlefront 2 eventually. Mm-hmm. The only successful game, in my opinion, like at the beginning was Jedi Fallen Order. Um, but I, I, I found it was that Fallen Order. Pretty, yeah, I think that I found that the wording to be pretty interesting. But one good thing about this is it's not a it's not a 10 year deal yeah. like that catastrophic star wars deal so or the catastrophic avengers deal oh yeah yeah i like that sony (laughs) is just like i'll sling that i'll sling that disney dick i mean sony disney's like i'll sling that disney dick anywhere you know what i'm saying you you want you want you want star wars yeah we got that you you want some you want some mickey mouse yeah we got that Uh you you want you want all the avengers you want some marvel stuff yeah 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 you can have it you want the license pay up make the game Making yeah. some money. I don't. I don't know what to think about this. Electronic Arts is a. Uh, it's a very oh, interesting. History, yeah. Very very interesting. So it's just like just hearing about this is just like, this is not what I was thinking or what? looking forward to expecting or wanting in my life what at all. Vision is making the first the Iron Man game, because EA has always had very very variable quality. Hmm. Let's see. Are there any Montreal motive motive studio? Like any characters you would like to see them tackle or like? Oh, because I hesitate to say anything because I don't want. Give me another fucking X Men game, please, please. I'm begging. I am begging you, please give me another X Men game. That's all I want. Just let me go in. Give me a little co-op game. It could just be four of us or three of us, and we just go in and bust shit up with our fucking X Men powers. Like, please, that's please, please. You know yeah. how much money you would you would make? Please, they could do. They could have did that. They could have. I don't. I don't. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be excited for about this. like EA. Oh, his, hey, his, so yeah. Oh, I don't want to. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I. This is the same okay. studio that is making that Dead Space remake. Um, and unfortunately, it's the same team that made Battlefront 2. I still don't know what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck I'm supposed to expect from this because it's like whenever you think whenever you say a Iron Man game it's how far are they going to go? They don't like uh, <laughs> what that looks like. Like what is yeah, I mean, like the the issue with the Superman game like how do you make a good yeah. Yeah, because and whenever you say Superman, I'm thinking back to what is that Superman sixty <laughs> four? 
I mean, they could they if they're smart, and this is what I would do. They would follow. Are they smart? The Fallen Order, <laughs> Spider Man, uh, kind of formula where they make a ten to twelve ish hours campaign, and they give they pay it on with the like maybe another ten to twelve hours of side quests and fun stuff to do around the city. That's 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 all you need. And yeah. let me actually blow up shit. Maybe Iron Man can go to different places. Like he doesn't have to stay in one spot. You know, he's Iron Man. He he can fly. He's not Spider Man. He doesn't have to fucking take the train. But like, I just don't. Whenever I think about it, I just don't think that you know. Whenever you talk about Spider Man, Spider Man has has a personality. Like he's funny. What is Tony Stark? The fucking asshole, alcoholic. Yes. They can make an interesting story out of that. I think. You know, you can, but will they? I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust them. I, I don't trust them. We're talking about EA here. I thought and uh, Sony. What's his face? <laughs> what's the name of the or whatever? Cal is that the name of the guy from Fallen Order? Castus. Yeah, he. I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was okay. He, he was well characterized. Like obviously, this is not the same team. And Amy Hennig is working on the Black Panther slash Captain America game, which is also made. By EA? Wait a yeah. minute. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I have I have so many questions. Let me do some research. Let me see. Let me see this. Amy Hennig working on that. Where the fuck is she now? Okay. Is. But who's working on it? What? What team is working on this? Skydance. Skydance Media. Who's Skydance Media? Sounds familiar, actually. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Skydance New Media. Who are they? Skydance New Media. They're new? Looks like they're part of Disney proper. They make movies. They make regular ass movies. Okay, this is so basically brand new team. They mm, assembled the Avengers. They got a uh, some some pretty notable writers. They got Amy Hennig, the uh, the black guy from Kotaku, who is I think he's a pretty decent writer. Evan Narcisse. Um, let's see who else is in here. They assembled the Avengers of writing, so let's see if they can make a game out of it. That should, that, I think, that game should be interesting. We'll see. I guess. I just don't want to get Black Panther saturation. There's other characters you could do. Like, I know Black Panther is gonna sell because he's Black Panther, but please leave. Let my man. Come on, there's other characters. Plus, we get that. We're getting that Wolverine game from. Uh, Damn, is that Omniac. Sony Santa Monica? Insomniac. Insomniac. Okay. Uh, and doesn't I think Sony Santa Monica actually does have another Marvel project? Like I said, Disney's throwing that Disney dick around. Sony Santa Monica. That's God of War, isn't it? Yeah, they but they have a project yeah. going on after this. They're doing. They're working on something. Mm. All right. Well. We talk about games. Let's talk about a game that has captured the lives of many. I mean that because 
The Sims 5 will take over your life once again. Uh, no release date. Uh, just kind of a teaser trailer, but they wanted to let everybody know, hey, we're finally doing the thing. So, uh, I guess I could talk about more about Sims 4. Sims 4 is the Ur game, honestly. Uh, is this seems a little racist. I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, Sims is the game most linked with black women. I think I have <laughs> never seen a game that is more synonymous with black women in gaming than The Sims. Because yeah. it, I think it's really the the malleability of it. You can kind of make what you want. You can do what you want. You can make your characters go to school. You can dress them up. You can make your own content. And they really, when I tell you they, there's content for this game, there's nothing but content. It seems, if I remember correctly, Sims 4 on release, people were like, what the fuck is this shit? But now it's like, everybody's like, this Sims 4. You just got to wait for the DLC, the infinite Sims amount 4. of DLCs to drop. And so you can do all these other things. Um, Sims is, it's, it's been one of those games. I mean, Sims 3 has had a shit ton of fucking uh, DLC content. Um Man, I just I don't know if I've said this on here, but anybody that plays The Sims, any any I I just know they're problematic and they Are you they saying that black the women are you saying that black women are problematic? So uh in the uh, no. Okay, I just needed to you know clarify no, that. Thank you. No. They every everyone that plays this <laughs> game <laughs> No lies, man. God damn it, Chris. You gonna get us canceled? Oh man, I'll I'll take that. But no, man. Any anytime I meet someone that plays this, I just know that I can just tell. Ba- I can based off of that, I know what kind of person you are. And Art. times out of ten, you are a toxic person, and you deserve the worst. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right, uh, so more sad gaming news. Uh, G4, our favorite channel that we used to watch Ninja Warrior on and not the gaming content, has shut down again. Again. Uh, what the fuck were they thinking? Honestly, I, I that's the only way I can really think, like, term this. Um, they thought it was a good idea, but they they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. I think they shot too high. I um, they bought back the uh. The, the TV channel too from from what I mm-hmm. when I was in uh, New York I was scrolling through and I was like oh G four <laughs> this is why y'all failed they shouldn't have, they should have just stuck like strictly to content creation through like YouTube or something because I think obviously like they weren't bringing in enough money just to pay for everything that they're trying to do like they couldn't go back to the way things were because nobody watches TV like that I think had they just kept just the YouTube channel then maybe they would still be around. But whoever is over that whole thing probably had like greater ambition. But that's just probably just a product of not understanding, you know, the current layout of media, a game yeah. media. Yeah. Because what the fuck? I haven't I haven't had a tele I haven't watched like cable television since twenty eleven. Like on a television? Like I, why why was that what they were trying to go? I mean, it's it's kind of asinine if you really think about it, because if I'm a quote unquote gamer, I'm going to be playing video games. Mm-hmm. And if I have TV, that means I'm of a certain generally cable TV is of a certain demographic. I would say maybe 35 and up 
if you have mm-hmm. a cable cable subscription, and really that's kind of pushing it for it's probably forty and up. Damn. But why the fuck would I watch this in the middle of the night? Mm-hmm. And then there's uh there's cable there's there's writer fees when you're on a, a local network. There's advertisers uh are gonna res- expect a certain level of return uh, uh return on investment. But you're not you're not gonna meet that because you're not gonna get eyeballs on the TV. So yeah, yeah and then like they they bought in a bunch of uh like big names from the jump that I'm yeah. sure that they could not pay for. So you got like Xavier Woods from the WWE, or um I think Black Hokage, which is like a YouTuber, and like all yeah, these like, not to mention like the 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 OG cast from like X Play and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like. They great ambitions, but they just didn't. Yeah. They didn't understand what they were getting into. I, yeah, it's one of those. I don't think they ever really understood. Like, cable is dying a slow, 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 protracted death. Please, please die faster mm-hmm. so I can watch my sports life. But mm-hmm. it's really sad that we they thought they could just throw money at this problem and it would exactly be fine. We we can throw money at this and it will make money. That's it, it it just doesn't work like that anymore. The eyeballs, you have to actually compete for, you know, traffic now. But I think people, I think there was a bunch of people that were asking for this. I think the problem with that is just that people didn't know what no, the fuck they're asking. People for were though. asking for this, and they, were, but everybody was like, like, wait, 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 not like this. They thought yeah. maybe you buy like a three hour block, a six hour block on some other channel. Mm-hmm. Like a like an episode, like a show, like yeah, like a, a couple of shows, you know. Show. I just don't. I just don't see myself having a need to watch this show. Like maybe you know, uh, like FX instead of running Law and Order replays, they could run like fucking this. Yeah. <laughs> I just. I. I just feel like with the current media landscape, like I feel like with the with the shit that I saw, I felt like I was just watching Game Informer television from like GameStop. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and I don't watch that. <laughs> I think, think what we can all agree on. Oh, go ahead. No, as I said, the only thing that I watched uh, on their YouTube channel was uh, their reviews, or they would go back and review old games from like when they weren't uh, in operation. I just thought it was interesting because, um, like you yeah. said, like you grew up watching these folks, and so like to see like Adam Sessler talk about games that came out like Skyrim or something like that because yeah. the thing was shut down. Like that was enjoyable to me, but then you got like I'm, I'm scrolling through their channel, and they got like. God knows what this stuff is. Like, I'm trying to read the headlines, but it wouldn't even make sense because it's like, why, why is, what does this have to do with games? Okay. Like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, G4 was always kind of expansive. They, they they dabbled in other stuff that wasn't just games, but they never really shook shook that gaming moniker enough to really branch out into other media to get that kind of, those other eyeballs. I think what we can all agree on is they fucked this up. <laughs> like there's no other way to spin it. They had some like some controversy stuff too, um, related to like uh, like like women in gaming and like oh, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know like all the details. But, there was some yeah. other like nefarious shit going on in the background. Just and that created a rift in the uh, the viewership and yeah. like people got split and stuff. So yeah, I think the writing's on the wall around that time. Let's talk about other bad ideas. Um, Sega Super Game, according to Sony, I mean to Sega, could bank over six hundred million, says execs. This, I guess, this would be like some kind of multiverse type of game where you just drop in, you hang out with your friends, play some mini games, 
you know, whatever, like a, a Fortnite uh, type of deal. But Sega don't have that kind of the pool. I don't think what they're implying is here. Yeah, it. it just fuck are they even? I don't. I don't. The know fuck what, does this even mean? <laughs> well, look, great question. I'm like I look said, it up and I have no idea. Exactly. They don't even. They haven't defined what it. I mean, it, it, they're basically trying to do their own take on the, uh, like a metaverse type joint. A super game, <laughs> so original. I don't think I've ever I, heard. Oh yeah, no, like I read that verbatim. It's called a the Sega Super Game. Yeah, for twenty twenty six release. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that means. I mean, and like I said earlier, I told y'all like the best thing they could do is let you have your own little Sonic avatar and let the furries go wild, and you know. <laughs> That that's what you want to see. You want you... <laughs> it'll make money. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You're you're right. I agree with you. Um, if they if they cater towards a specific fan base, I'm the no. furries. Uh... All right, look. I, as a as a Sonic fan, let me just say this: furries, you guys are my friends. You do your weird stuff. You got it. But I just think that this is as a business a pursuit. Sega doesn't have the kind of lauded catalog that would make this work. And they don't have the kind of cultural cachet that will also make this work. The best thing that Sega has going for them is uh, Fantasy Star, Sonic, the Sega logo, it's fucking self, and uh, Sega has something else. They got Persona. Persona, Atlas. And Yakuza. Mm -hmm. Yakuza. As much as the gaming community loves Yakuza, Yakuza isn't a like a wild. I don't think it is wild yeah. uh, thing. Like Persona has probably more cachet than Yakuza, which is whatever. But you know, I love Persona. Right. I love Yakuza, but I, I think that should probably be the other way around. Just personal opinion. Is Bayonetta Sega? It was the first one, one and was made two. By Sega. I think I think uh, two was no. Mm-hmm. Two was bankrolled by Nintendo. Yeah, I got it, got it, got it. Platinum Games yeah. said, uh, we'll get our money elsewhere, you bitches. Uh, uh, um, Crazy Taxi. <laughs> crazy Taxi does have cachet. I see a lot of Crazy Taxi hoodies. Apparently, there's a Crazy Taxi game that came out in 2017. What is that? What? Cra- crazy Taxi Gazillionaire is what. Sounds like a trash mobile game. Uh, looking take, at it right take, now, I think it. I think it is actually. Oh, look at that! Yeah, it is definitely a free to play clicker style managed game. Never been wrong in my life. <laughs> right. Let's see. Jesus. Uh, so we didn't we didn't really talk about this, but I guess we could. Uh, we're talking about Sega. Trice, the makers of uh, Star Ocean Six, were dismayed that Star Ocean Six only sold 260k at retail in Japan, which, for a uh, reference, is not super low. But 26k is pretty pretty small for a uh, a big JRPG release. Like Star Ocean has a lot of pull over there, and uh, 
I pulled this to say that we didn't get the digital numbers, and that's something you just kind of want to be looking at when you're looking at uh foreign figures and especially domestic figures in the U.S. Digital is getting big. Uh, it's, it's about a what a forty sixty split here, digital sixty. Uh, um, it might be more now. Uh, every year it climbs a little bit, but digital's kind of taking over. Physical, physical games are kind of, I won't say they're dying off, but they're becoming more niche. Like they're gonna always still make the physical games. Like uh, we talked about uh in our chat with Call of Duty, just shipping the disc with <laughs> five hundred ish megs of trash, and then mm-hmm. the license for to download the game. So, and it's been was that the last Star Ocean came out in twenty sixteen? So this is the first one in like, like how many years is that? Is that six years? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It, it it looks okay. I, I'm I'm gonna buy it uh, on sale, but <laughs> I'm not paying. You know how many times I've been burned for by Star Ocean? I'm not paying fucking full price for that shit. I'm just not paying full price for any uh, game at this point. But yeah, Square Enix, right? Uh. Is Trice under Square Enix? I think maybe. I just I just know uh, Trice is the producer. Let me see. Okay. Ace and published and owned by Square Enix. Okay, so the the trademark Star Ocean is probably owned by uh, Square Enix, but Trice makes the games. Trice is the developer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they recently um, there's article headlines where like Square Enix is. And this may be related, saying like Japan just isn't cutting it for them, so they're trying to find ways to go more yeah. global. Square Enix did say that, that they wanted to move on to a more worldwide market and mm-hmm. uh, focus less on the Japanese domestic market. I think yeah, that that says crazy. more about the actual uh, climate in Japan than it does about the actual amount of money they're making. Because they can still do Japanese, you know, focused, uh, you know, style games. I think this is saying something more about, hey, maybe we're going to tune some of our sensibilities more to get more money out of the Western market because the Japanese market is stagnating. Square Enix is always asking, it's always talking about fucking money. I feel like the past 10 years. It's always just been something. We just need more money. <laughs> I mean, well, they spent off. They they basically spent off all of their Western uh, developers, Idos, mm-hmm. and what's the other one? Uh, Square Enix Montreal, and mm-hmm. they got bought up by Embracer Group. So yeah, Embracer, Embrace. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Fucking Embracer Group, man. These these fucking Greek dudes came out of nowhere and just started buying everything. Who the fuck are these dudes? I need to go look into this. Because this is getting out of hand. Your favorite studio, they fucking bought them. Fucking Bracer Group. That's how I feel <laughs> until I do more research. Um. So, last... Uh, I, oh, wait. I was going to say last story, but it's not. Let's talk about Silent Hill. Yeah. So, they had the... They had, like, a whole, like, hour... Hour fucking thing. Um, hour uh, event. Um, It was very weird. I was just <laughs> like... um. That's the way. Like, it. like, I was like, okay. <laughs> and then, um, and then you got this guy and his people. They come out on stage and announcing. And um, it's like, okay, uh, we've got like five new, five new games. All right. Yeah. You want a Silent Hill? Here yeah. you go. Yeah, here you go. 
I felt like they could have just they could have just said that and that would have been it. Instead, they made this whole production, and I was just, okay. All right, got they gotta, it. They gotta, they gotta try to like show everyone that everything is all fine since Kojima's not involved. So they're like, oh, look at all of this. Yeah, lights I, and glamour. I guess that's I guess that's true. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess we should probably talk about it. I'll go through each of them. Uh, So, the one that everybody's been fucking waiting for for fucking years, Silent Hill 2 is finally getting a remake. So, us normal people can play it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be made by um, Bloober Team, the developers of Layers of Fear, which people are very uh, divided upon it. Uh, man, people are very upset about this. They do not want this team making this game. And, you know, I'm not deep enough into the drama to know why, but I do know that it's real beef between the two sides. Most One side is like, yeah, what we're getting the remake, let's just be happy. And the other side is like, not this, not like this. So. It's, I, whenever but the reception, whenever I was watching the thing, because um, I, I watched the YouTube video, it just seemed like a lot of people were just like, they're gonna about, they're about to fuck this up. Uh, it's like oh they're changing the game. Blah, blah. I'm just like, can we can we just play the game? Like, <laughs> like what what are we talking about right now? Uh, I mean, so um, what's the one? The next one is Silent Hill Townfall, and this is the new game, the first new big game. It's gonna be made by a developer. No code. They made Observation, which came out in I want to say. Oh, let me read this. It came out in. Oh, I lost it. It came out a while ago, and that was a pretty cool game. It, it was an interesting kind of action adventure. You're in space. You're watching the people do stuff. It's kind of like a. It's almost like a, a voyeur game. So, mm-hmm. very interesting uh, choice. No. Y'all, y'all played the original Silent Hills or like any? Yeah, like I played them. Ball? I played them for Silent, Silent Hills too. So, would you say it's 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 more so about the the writing than like the gameplay? No, because all these developers sounds like they're about to like try to prove themselves. So it's like as long as you got the good the story there, <laughs> you know, and just so, not don't mess up the gameplay that that Silent much. Silent Hill, uh, especially Silent Hill Two, I want to say is the perfect storm of game development compromise and writing they all need to come together into like this whole cohesive thing because a lot of the stuff that was you know good developers make good decisions with what they have so the ps2 sucked at doing fog it sucked dick at doing fog so um they use the fog to kind of obscure loading areas use it to like that that weird camera angle that silent hill uses it's it's a technical limitation yeah and I think that's something when we talk about uh, the the Kojima PT remake, that's something he kind of understood. Like, it's almost like getting getting that Silent Hill feel is almost like... The interaction is just the, as much... The environment, yeah, yeah. That, that technical aspect is just as important. as. So that's why I'm, I'm really sad we're not getting that PT version of Silent okay. Hill. But um, it, it seems like they have good... They have some good ideas. They have a lot, a lot of games in the burner. Uh, Tomfall looks cool. 
they're going to do a new movie, Return to Silent Hill. It's going to be a sequel to the 2006 movie. They're going to pretend like the other movie they made is did not exist. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, they did storyboards, but they, they didn't do anything else besides that. So they, they didn't do filming. There's no cast. It's just going to happen at some point. Same director no. from the first one. It was um, a, um, a trailer for was it Silent Hill F. Is that, is that mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the one I, I like that trailer for that one. Yeah. The most interesting. The Midsommar uh, reference was pretty yeah. cool. So it's going to be set in 1960s Japan. And yeah. that's not really a time period we get a lot. Mm-hmm. And especially not in other, other like places in the world. Like usually you get like Cold War games set in that era. But like 1960s is like almost unexplored territory. 1960s, 1970s, and I think you can do interesting things with that 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 setting that that era because it's kind of like for people of our generation, we haven't really seen that in our media. We haven't mm-hmm. explored that, so this is this could be very interesting. I think so. Uh, and this is actually a Japanese developer, so this should be uh pretty interesting. They have a former Nintendo producer. Um, yeah. And then the last one, Silent Hill Ascension, is uh, an interactive video streaming experience. I'm going to assume this is like, you remember that Netflix thing where you can kind of choose your own adventure? I'm going to assume it's going to be something like that, but a little bit more in depth. But, oh, the Dead by Daylight developers are in on this. So, hmm, maybe it's a little bit more than what I thought it was. Yeah, it, it all seems interesting. I'm tentatively excited. I don't know what the fuck Silent Hill Ascension is supposed to be because it's described as a live, real-time interactive series where millions of fans watch and make decisions together that will impact how the story, characters, and world play out. Hey, haven't we tried that shit before? <sighs> Does it ever I work? Know. I feel like we've tried this with a, a bunch of different games. It never works. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe, they, maybe they've taken note of uh, what is that? Let's play, let's play Pokemon, like on Twitch. Thing, where they had where they set up that whole thing, and you know they they set it up correctly. And I'm looking at your face in this tiny box right now, and I know that that is a face of you know exactly what you're talking about, and these people know exactly what they're about to do. Konami has a great track record of putting out grade A quality and nothing that is shit. <laughs> They fired one of the greatest game developers of all time, so that's how I feel about them. All right, yeah, truly, not the last story. Uh, <laughs> Bungie is going to revive their long dormant marathon series as a Tarkov style looter shooter extraction first person shooter. A lot of word salad right there, but basically, you're gonna go in, shoot shit with your space guns. Kill some aliens, kill some other people, and get out with your loot so you can gear up and go back in. Does that sound appealing to you guys? Nope. Damn. <laughs> damn. I have no idea what you just said. Damn, <laughs> damn, damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, cool. uh, it's, for, it's for somebody. It's just, I they don't. Make me look up. So, what's this? I mean, my military. Bungie friends. just, Bungie just, they just miss, they miss Halo, and that's all that it is. I think they want and Halo so, back. Yeah, 
So that's why they're going to do this. <laughs> I mean, they did a whole like 30 year anniversary, 30th anniversary for uh, mm-hmm. their whole uh, the company. And they threw like they threw a little mar- a couple marathon references in there. But it was majority Halo like for mm-hmm. Destiny. Just majority mm-hmm. Halo stuff. Uh, I just, I don't know. This comes at a weird time, especially since Call of Duty is going to release uh, their version of this. It's going to be called DMZ mode in uh, Modern mm-hmm. Warfare. So I, this seems like a weird timing to announce. It's like, yeah, we're doing this sometime in the future. Um, I know Bungie is wearing a lot of hats right now inside of Sony. Between it seems like they've put their seasonal content for Destiny on the back burner, so those teams can migrate and work on uh, live service stuff in other places inside of Sony. And um, like the expansions are still pretty solid and meaty, but it, it seems like their yearly stuff is kind of petered out. So maybe this is where that team is working on. They're also still working on something else for uh, Tencent. So. Is this the Tencent game? Is it not? Who knows? Yeah. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. No one knows. Alright. Final last story, I promise. PS Plus has lost 2 million subs in their quarter 3 and they're still making money, but not as much as they were before. Um... Just to add to this before y'all uh, drop y'all knowledge on it, I just think that Sony really fucked this up between the PS Plus extra uh, premium branding. PS Plus brand, PS Plus as a branding kind of sucks dick. To yeah. to be honest, and it it really strikes me as people don't understand what you're getting and. Sony has done a terrible job of actually communicating that to people because like shit I have I'm into it I'm I'm big in the gaming we do a fucking gaming podcast and I barely know what the fuck I'm getting with premium yeah I don't know yeah and and it, it whenever they came out with all these different tiers and shit like that it's like um why because I feel like it was they went from they went from very simple to overly complicated and whenever you add all these tiers and shit like that, it's just like, well, yeah, I feel like a lot of people, just the casual is just like, can I just get this and just get yeah. the basic version of it? And then it's just like, because <laughs> I, I have no fucking clue. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand why there's a middle. Why there's a why there's a like, why, why would you a middle just, tier? Yeah. Why would you just not have the. The basics, and then it's like, oh, if you want to play our backlog and shit like that, play for, pay for this. Yeah, I feel like they that that's it could have just been like that. <laughs> they could have had their PPP branding, you know, yeah. PS Plus Premium. You know, you get all the extra, you get a bunch of free games, free, you know, free quote quote. You pay yeah. your your extra eight dollars a month on top of your, you know, just like how Game Pass does it, and it works. It sounds right. like so this was supposed to be their you know, reaction to, to Game Pass. And I know for the longest, um, the execs were saying, like, no, we, we don't look to, to do anything similar to Game Pass. We Like, that's their thing. We're not interested in that. And when they saw that the, the amount of money that Game Pass was bringing <laughs> in, it was like, okay, wait a minute. We need to do something. And 
uh, from my viewpoint, it looks like they didn't want to just accept that they were wrong. So rather than just making a copy of Game Pass, they made this complicated show that nobody knows what's going on. And folks don't like complicated. If you got to like think about it, you, you go like to play against yourself, like you're like your mindless fun. Or, like you, you want to think about what is you're doing, but you got all these tears and yeah. Yeah. You know, what's going on. Okay, well, tell me this. What do I have to spend the less amount of money on? I'm going to pick that one. Um, or I'm just going to get out of it because like you guys are trying to like get over on me or something. So had they just come out and said, okay, look, here's our game pass equivalent what, without saying like, you didn't have to say like, okay, this is game pass, but like, this is the thing and be done with it. Yeah. Like, they, they, but they won't do that. Exactly. They, they won't do that. Sony execs over the years have just been making crazy, crazy ass decisions in my opinion. And, uh, I just felt like whenever they figured out that they like, Whenever, with the bullshit that they were telling us about backwards compatibility with the PlayStation 4, it was just like, knowing them, it was just like, well, we need to we need to make money off of this. We can't just give this to these people. Why would we do that? Yeah, and think, it just seems like that's where we're at. I think the last guy, uh, you know, be, between all the internal politics that came out with Sony, I think, you know, Yoshida, uh, I think he really understood how people play games and how people understand games. And that period was really them figuring it back out. Like, Hey, you know, this is what people who play games want. This is what they want to do. This is how they want to play games. So you saw the consolidation of stuff like PS plus just got folded into one. You didn't have to pay for the different, you know, different tiers. Like it was just, you got PS plus, you get all the games. Straightforward. The other other thing that's, um, and this is related or sort of, but, um, With the, the turn of uh, the generation going into PS4 and Xbox One, and we saw how Xbox funneled the bag in the major way with, you know, getting away from, like, gaming and stuff like that, which allowed Sony to, like, catapult into, like, the position they are now. Um, is it safe to say that they've either gotten comfortable or arrogant in, like, the way that they're going about mm-hmm. their business now? Because it seems like that a lot of the decisions that they're making are done in a vacuum, or a vacuum that like that they're creating uh, without giving much uh, thought into the, um, the 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 world that they live in. If that makes sense. I so like with, with something with something like this, right? Like it's it's a disconnect. Like you, you're putting the the business thing over. Whereas like the thing that helped catapult them was sticking to okay, look, we give you the games. Like this is the best play to, the best place to play your games. Like when Xbox had the oh. Um, you want to share your games? You can't do that. Like the whole like, oh, this is how you share games on PlayStation, where it seems like Xbox is becoming the place of uh, uh, gaming access, and Sony's just trying to find ways to say, okay, well, can we get some more money out of this? <laughs> I think what happened, and this is this is why I brought up the the Shuhei Yoshida thing when they mm-hmm. pushed him out. I think he was the last gaming voice in the room, the last person who actually played games who actually understood what gamers did. So that, that changeover happened right when the PS5 came out uh, a little bit before when Jim Ryan became CEO of uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment. Are talking about Shu or Sean Layton? Uh, Shu. Shu, okay. Yeah, because Sean Layton was before that. Sean Layton, he kind of was like, okay, yeah, let's usher us in, and then they put Shu in charge, and I'm like, okay, he's a good okay. steward for what they they need to do for the PS4 era. And it seems like they always want to swap CEOs when they drop a console or right before they drop it. It's a weird cycle. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. I don't think that's probably that's probably not a good uh, choice 
you should probably do that mid cycle in my opinion, but whatever. Um, I think that they don't have any voices in the room that actually play games. And you can see by how, you know, uh, the Xbox guys, uh, oh man, what's his name? Layton? Is that his name? The, uh, the, uh, CEO of, um, yeah, CEO. Xbox? Yeah. That's, uh, Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer. Okay. Uh, Phil Spencer, uh, even Nadella that is over him in Microsoft, mm-hmm. uh, because they, he, he's a direct report, the CEO. So like, it's just like they get what consumers want, and people who are in the room talking about strategy are actually mm-hmm. part of that consumer base. I think that's yeah. a, a failure of a lot of places. They don't bring those unique, the people who are buying your shit. They don't have a voice in the room, or someone isn't advocating for them. And that's mm-hmm. usually where you get these kind of money happening ideas, where it's like. Well, if you know those all those people play a lot for older games, so like let's put this in another tier and we can make even more money out of that. Or instead yeah, of like pricing it the more. Discord, the Discord thing, like I think that's a reaction to Xbox putting it on there. It's like Sony yeah. would probably never have touched Discord if it wasn't for Xbox. But yeah. like they say, okay, okay, like it's making some noise over there, so let's do it. Yeah, like but, we've been asking for this. Like please do this. Like party chat sucks. Like just let Discord do it. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's maybe you're right. Maybe they are arrogant. They're like we're we're the market leader right now, so we're yeah. arrogant. You know, our gaming sector is making more than Xbox. So let's, well, you know, yeah. we have time to be arrogant. But I think that's I think that's good enough because I would I would like with what you're saying, Eric. I mean, Sony Corporation in general. I feel like they make some very questionable moves just in general. <laughs> so it's like I, I don't I don't know what the fuck it is that 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 Sony Entertainment is thinking about specifically. So I I don't know because why the fuck are there still Sony phones being dropped now? Shit, like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we even got to talk about Sony the company. Sony the company sucks dick. Yeah. So I, I whenever it comes to consoles, it's just like me. I I think I I just think there is. There's obviously a disconnect between what the fuck people want, and I just feel like it's it's kind of probably always been like that. It just it's kind of hard to say that whenever you make I guess good business deals in the sense of like getting Call of Duty as a uh, uh, what is that priority yeah. over Xbox whenever they drop that ball and shit like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't you can know. even point back to like Xbox made the same mistake. With the whole Xbox One Connect thing, like they dropped the ball. Like they had mm-hmm. market Disconnect. leadership, you know, coming out of the 360 area and they dropped the ball. Yeah. Know? Same thing with uh, Sony's made the same mistake before PS2 to PS3. What the fuck mm. were they thinking, you know? <laughs> mm. there's, there's just like a disconnect between real people and. The cycle repeats itself. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I'm, I'm like, I, I like the fact that Xbox is, uh, you know, getting back in like like into the game like full force and like mm-hmm. they have all their their studios that they bought up and things that are coming like down the pipeline so like, i like the competition yeah. um it's just that like you know the playstation 4 era was like the first time where leading up to it i was actively paying attention to what was going on as far as like you know coming off like 360 and like success of that and how the pendulum just swung to the other side and it's like mm-hmm. okay i'm seeing the same thing and if they're not careful, they're gonna lose it. Yeah. So yeah. 
Yeah. That's that's traditional business right there. Mm-hmm. Maybe something maybe something crazy will just happen and they'll come yeah, this amazing game, video bro. game. Yeah, and just fuck everything up. Yeah. All right. We're uh, we're we're living in a pendulum. <laughs> y'all wanna do question of the week before the break or after? Uh let's do it after the break. Alright, cool. Let's let's take a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Mecca Gaming Podcast. So, for our question of the week, we're going to talk about some flops or some terrible games that you loved. What's a terrible game that you guys loved? Terrible game that I loved. Balloons 4. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Tower fucking defense game. No, I'm not. Uh, the fuck is a terrible a terrible game that I like? I had to look this up because like you don't remember those uh, unless it's like one like you yeah. play like religiously, right? And um, I was able to come up with um, I think back on was that PS3 uh, Alpha Protocol. Oh um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. It was like a. I don't know what it was trying to be or what it was supposed to be, but I was looking back at the uh, reviews for it and it got it got pretty butchered. But I had a good time with it. Um, Alpha Protocol. And I also liked uh, that first Fifty Cent Bulletproof game. <laughs> that game wasn't bad. That game wasn't bad. Son. I really enjoyed that game. Uh, but you know, uh, damn, yeah. you just made me change mine. <laughs> Don't change yours. What you got? No, I got it. No, 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 let me talk about, about, about Bulletproof for a little bit. Um, Bulletproof is so good. I just, I just remember, like, this This was, like, what, 2005, 2006-ish? When, like, whatever you, you, your thoughts are on, like, mm-hmm. rap or whatever. Like, But you can't deny, like, 50 had a, a stranglehold, like, when he first came out. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And so to, to drop the game and the... the um, the, his music was the soundtrack to the game, and it just uh-huh. add like an extra like element of like you know you're shooting stuff up and uh, everything. Like, it was just like, a cool moment, like and like thing to play. Um, and I just remember like walking around like with like machine guns and fifty cent music playing in the background, G Unit, yeah. like Lloyd Banks, stuff like that. I, I thought it was dope. Uh, but I went back and looked through the reviews for that, and they 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 butchered that too. <laughs> they crucified <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. I- <laughs> go for it, man. What you a, got? That was a good one. <laughs> well, I was gonna say uh, Advanced Warfare. Advanced I, Warfare. I, I preach the the glories of yeah. Advanced Warfare. People hated that fucking game. When I tell you, people really hated that fucking game. They hated that game. Mm-hmm. But I like when games tried new things, and I, you know, it wasn't the most technical Call of Duty, but man, it was fun. It was stupid fun. Like you're in a fucking mech suit. Like you go like when you punch people with your fucking mech arm, they fucking explode. That shit was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was stupid fun. So I, I don't know, but you you reminded me. Did you play the sequel to the Fifty Cent game? Like Blood and Sand or blood something? On, yeah, Blood on the Sand. I don't think I played that one. That game is fun and bad at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Basically, the story goes is apparently that Fifty Cent brought his son in to play the game. 
and he was like, "This shit is stupid." Wait, 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 wait. His real son? Or... <laughs> yes, yes, his real son. Oh, no. he, brought his, he brought his son in to play the game. He was like, "This shit is stupid, Dad. Where's the fucking helicopter?" So they so they, they haven't a, liked each other. That's why. Yeah, they put a helicopter in the game for his son, and then they changed a bunch of other stuff around. But like, okay. yeah, that game is not good, but it is fun. Like, it basically takes what the first game was, and like they're in the de- like they're in the desert. I forgot what it's the fucking plot is. It. It's dumb as hell, but it's fun. <laughs> it's G Unit in the desert, <laughs> and this is like, this is like, like it makes me appreciate. It makes me appreciate Air Marshal Fifty Cent even more. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fifty Cent. <laughs> okay, I never played that one, but um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed Bulletproof, so I'm sure I probably would have liked that. I'm one. not telling you to go back and play that. I'm, I'm not gonna do it, <laughs> and you shouldn't. But if you do, you will have a good time. But you will be like, why am I playing this dumbass shit? Mm-hmm. I, I respect 50 Cent for voicing himself, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, too. Yeah, too. I don't think I've been playing. Um, well, I'm, I'm about to say my. my oh, yeah. Go ahead. Game. Um, so I've been playing Prototype on PlayStation. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like that game is absolute ass. Like I'm playing through it now. I mean, there's like a lot of games that are, uh, the camera camera angles and shit like that are just fucking terrible. Uh, uh, Resident Evil, I'll put Resident Evil in the bag as well. Or it's just like this is bad, but it's good. Like there's something here for the, for like, me to keep. You talking like, about the first one? Uh, yes, Resident. Uh, even Resident, even the prequel, Resident Evil Zero. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Like people do not like that one. The original, like most of the original iterations of. Resident fucking ass, but like, there's it's it's something about there's character in there. It's just like, oh, that's interesting. Or the or it's just like, there's something there's something there's something here. Hmm. Um, I want to come back to what you said about Resident Evil, but on the topic of so prototype wasn't that yeah. like the I don't know if I don't know which one came first, but like they got a lot of comparisons to Infamous, right? Yeah. yeah. And do you think that that like dampened, or, or was it just bad like overall? Oh no, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, it's just not good. Okay. <laughs> it's like, the second one improves on some stuff, but it, it loses a lot of the flavor that the story had. Yeah, it's just not a good. It's one of those games where you just destroying the world type shit. I mean, that's fun, but yeah. like everything else about it, the story, I don't give a fuck about, and all this other shit is just. Like, I, I can see what you're saying though, Eric. It's like uh, it's like they took information and like, oh, you're gonna copy this homework, and like they uh, came right around the same time. But it's like they took the worst parts of Infamous and put it in the game. Was there like no story? Like, was it just? It wasn't I that there was no story. It was just dumbass story. story. Yeah, it's basically like generic military dude is human experiment gets powers. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. was, is it an alien invasion? Is that is that the thing? There's some there's some aliens for sure. Yeah, there's some some other shit going on. Look, the point is the story was fucking stupid. Versus <laughs> like Infamous made me tear up at the end. You know, spoilers for a fucking eleven year old game, but you know why my boy had to do me like that, son? He <laughs> had to do me like that. And when I was evil, yeah, I killed mm-hmm. that nigga, and I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wow, they came out in the same year. Yep. So Infamous Infamous dropped first in May of twenty six May twenty sixth of two thousand nine. And then Prototype released in June of two thousand nine. Mm. 
damn, that made me feel old as fuck. I played that in 2009. Yeah. Damn. It, yeah. <laughs> damn. Infamous is a good game. Can we make another one of those that's not Second Son? Fuck Delson. Can we? Can we get an Infamous? Bring like a reboot or? I, yeah, yeah, I, I give me a reboot. I mean, honestly, I like what they try to do with the multiple powers, but and I, I, I never felt like any of the individual powers were interesting enough besides the light one, and they made a spinoff mm-hmm. of that. But it's like this still isn't deep enough to make a, a whole game out of. But yeah. I felt like I also felt like they rushed it. A little bit. You could tell this was like this has to be a launch game. This mm-hmm. needs to be a launch game. We need to have this out for launch, or yeah. all PS4s will explode. <laughs> but, Infamous Three was a it was a beautiful looking game. Beautiful, very very good looking game. It, it was a just, launch title, wasn't it? Uh huh. I think I just I just don't know what the fuck I was supposed to get from that. They <laughs> were they were so tied to some of the legacy issues with Infamous. That they couldn't really realize the world that they had with Second Son. I think uh, mm. they had the, they should have did a better job of letting go of some of the the legacy stuff. But that is what it is. You um you were mentioning uh, Resident Evil. Oh yeah, let's please go back to Resident Evil. Maybe remember something. Um, so like like I say, I, I'll watch uh, horror games on YouTube. Like I won't play them. But I think this this speaks to how bad this game was in hindsight. Because at the time, I was just enjoying it. Mm. Resident Evil 5. Oh, my God. I knew you were talking about it. Yeah, I'm like, so this is the Resident like, Evil. When he, when he brought it back, I'm like, he finna talk about Resident Evil yeah. 5. Hey, yeah. he yeah. punched that fucking rock. <laughs> he punched that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I enjoyed like the heck out of that game. And then afterwards I was like, damn, I just punched a rock and fought in the middle of a volcano. Like this makes no sense. <laughs> it ain't game with ours. <laughs> it ain't make no sense, but it we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was a good one. Oh, and then you know, came back and I was yeah. like, yeah. So you see what I'm saying? It's like that if you look at it. It's really all none of that. Why? Why was this popular? Why was this a thing? Because the writing is ass. There's only like, four good absolutely. Resident Evil games if you really think about it. Huh? There's only four. Uh, I guess if you want to count Resident Evil three, there's only three, four. I thought it was two and four. I thought well, like of the of the original set. Oh, the original. Uh, people look two fondly on three, even though it's a little short. Two, two, mm-hmm. two, three, and four are just generally well regarded. Yeah, and anything with Leon. Uh, it's wait, what's his name? Is that his Leon? name? Yeah, Leon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Leon's a yeah. Any, who doesn't take uh, shit. Anything with Leon, yeah, people love that shit. Yeah, for people sure. love Leon. Yeah, but uh, fucking Jill, Jill. I'm tired of fucking Jill, and I'm so. I'm sorry, man. Bring uh, back Shiva. Where's Shiva? Yeah. What's she doing? Who knows? I think whenever the uh the trailer came out for Resident Evil Village, I think. They were talking about how like they can't decide what they want to do with Chris Redfield because like one point he's like small, then he's on steroids, mm-hmm. like, rocks, then he's like small again. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the evil Superman. He's obviously on the T virus or something. <laughs> Something's going on with that yeah. guy. I just want to give a shout out to them for going sticking with the theme and then the whole mm-hmm. village play on the Roman numeral eight. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. That. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they've like resurgent, it. Like they were whole resurgence and like getting back to like horrors. Um I haven't played any of them, but I hear good things. Oh, you haven't played the game with big vampire dummy mommy? Mm-hmm. The Metrescue? The Metrescue? Yeah. Like you don't want her ten foot. I was watching um, 
I was watching uh, the Kind of Funny uh, podcast, and they were talking about how they played that in, in VR and how <laughs> whenever they saw like how tall she actually was, they were like, you know what? I see why people want to get stepped on because she's yeah. <laughs> the tower presence. She's a giant. <laughs> like, hold <No>. on. <laughs> What kind of sick fuck do you have to be to play uh, horror games in VR? I would never. Do you hate yourself? <laughs> I would never. Hey, that was one of the games for uh right for. I know PSVR. I'm not. Get, I'm not getting that shit. I'll tell you that. If you stream yeah. it, I watch it though. Oh my god! No. <laughs> I watch it. People are just gonna watch me scream for thirty minutes straight every. Show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, let's talk about video games. All right, so this is one that's been near and dear to my heart, and I've been waiting to talk about this game for a long time. Let's start off with Gotham Knights. How does the game <laughs> suck dick? So, uh, you know, Eric, this is play? how much did you play? This is this is your baby. Uh, I played uh, none of it because I'm not gonna pay money for a trash fire I can oh. see coming from a mile away. Um. So I'll let you talk about it. Have you have you played it? You no, I really wasn't talking about because like I I've only played it once. This this came out during that stretch of time when I'm like traveling across the country. Okay. Um, and I don't think so. The the I've enjoyed the little bit that I did play because like I play as Robin. I like like hit people with a stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> my only complaint is like their approach to uh, traversal. Um, there's no real like fast travel, so I gotta like drop this little bike <laughs> all the way across the world. And then drop all the way back, um, but I don't. I haven't played enough to say whether I truly like it or not. Like, I, yeah. so I'm just not gonna. I can't go down that path. Well, but yeah. I don't. I, I will play it again, but with like I say, with Ragnarok, I don't know when that's gonna happen. Do you, do you have you gotten any of the technical issues like the the freezes and glitches and stuttering and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. It runs pretty buttery at the thirty frames yeah. per second. I haven't had any problems. That's you know that's surprising because like. When I look at these games, with technical issues, it's one of two ways. You can either have your From Software, Obsidian, you know, Bethesda kind of, oh, yeah, these bugs are cute, you know, but, you know, yeah, this breaks my game, but it's funny as shit. Or you can have the other type of bugs where people are like, this game is trash, let's burn in a dumpster fire like Cyberpunk. You know what I'm saying? So, that kind of goes both ways. And I think this game... This game what was I've, doomed from the start. What, I, I think. what I've heard, though, is that they say it starts off good and then there's like a, a nosedive, which like and that's what I'll keep an eye out for, because like the opening, you know, cinematic with uh, like explaining like the whole Batman thing. And um, there's some some moments where like you see certain members of uh, the League of Shadows and stuff. And so like that whole um brand familiarity of like seeing people from that world yeah. right now is what has me hooked um and like i said i haven't played enough yeah. to to get tired like to know okay is it actually repetitive or is it like redeemable or something like that um that still i guess remains to be seen but a lot of the complaints that i have seen come from okay we start off good and then it's just like okay we're doing the same thing over and over and over yeah. and if i don't get like more fast travel options then i will have an issue because i don't like driving this bike <laughs> across the, the boroughs of all really bad news for you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe a patch or something will come out like a fast travel. They, they, but right I, now, I, I, don't I don't know, man. It just it just looks so uninspired. Like 
you know, it's like, it's weird because it's like they have the Arkham combat right there. Mm-hmm. And I understand the the try to divorce yourself from that, try to make something different, but you're still kind of aping the Arkham combat. So it's like, what what the fuck? Why don't yeah. you just dive into Commit. it? Commit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like they they tried to reinvent the wheel and then they ended up with the square thing. It, it, that's what it kind of looked like to me. Yeah, and I, I kind of also, and I, I think we've talked about this before, but it definitely was a, a case of they wanted to do something different at first. And then it's like, okay, this not going to work. Let, let's dial this back. But yeah. whether that be like a whole game as a service or like live, whatever the case may be. Because um, I, I thought originally it was billed as it's co-op with all four players. Then they dialed it back they, to two. They never committed to all four players. Yeah. They just said it was four players. It, it felt like the technical issues are kind of always kind of riding along in the background. And they, they scaled everything down to that two-player co-op. I was talking to uh, one of the, one of my guys out here um, uh, about it. And I was saying, like, just trying to get his thoughts of, like, you know, thoughts on the game overall. How much he played it. And he said he played it for a bit, but that he's mostly been playing Call of Duty and stuff. But that he feels that this is a game that he would only play with other people, right? Like it's it's one of those games that if if you're trying to solo this thing, then maybe that repetition or whatever the case may be will uh, will will you know wave you off of it. But I'm guessing maybe when you have like more players, hopefully they they find a way to bump it up to three, then to four, and you get like kind of like that whole like waves of enemy thing. And so like you got like mm-hmm. a team of folks like in there you know, going to bat with, you know, different enemy groups and stuff, then that seems to be what the draw of the game will be because that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, Do but, they have any, like, synergies between the characters? Like, you know. I don't think so. I don't know. I haven't seen any. Because that was the, that was the, how did they make the same mistake that Avengers had? Yeah. I want to be able to throw my fucking hammer off, you know, off the shield, off the and, shield like, and do that, yeah. or like do yeah. the, the the laser off the. Come on, like mm-hmm. that's the one thing we're asking for. You can't do this. Oh. Yeah, that's disappointing. This this game really just comes in as like, I, I think this game is gonna be looked at more negative to negatively than it actually is because mm-hmm. they knew the the bar they had to hit. And they constantly it'll definitely be shoot. forgotten about. Yeah, it'll be it'll be forgotten. It'll be forgotten, and it'll be a like a, a, a what could have been type yeah. of thing. Like yeah, because yeah. uh, whenever it dropped, uh, you know, this wasn't anything that I was really interested in. And I watched some gameplay on Twitch, and uh, everybody was just saying the same shit. This is ass. <laughs> yeah. I the. The worst like part the of the combat, combat it could it could be right. It, it could be cool. Yeah. Like you got there's like, a there's a mission where you're um you break into uh to Blackgate and um there's like this chase scene with uh Harley Quinn and they have like licensed music playing in the background and it's like this big prison break and like you're like fighting and all this stuff and, like it's like a really cool moment, right? Mm-hmm. It's like all like early game content and it's mm-hmm. like okay, how much does this stick around, right? Yeah. And yeah. I must not be enough because uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, across the reviews, people are not having a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk they about say it's game. good for. Well, uh, I was going to say they say it's good for people that like uh, they like some of the that, but other than that, uh, it like doesn't. Who? What you say? That like comics and shit like that because mm, they say yeah. that the some of the story has there's some points in there where it's like oh hey if you want. This is good. Yeah, but, but, uh, but Batman's dead. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not Batman. Uh, everybody wants Batman. <laughs> I don't know. This, this just seems like a game that didn't have to be made. It's like, let's cash in on Batman, but not use Good Batman. old Warner Brothers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> damn. Why does this, <laughs> this seem like a cycle here? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm hopeful. Hopefully, well, whenever they first announced that um, that Suicide Squad game, I was like, "How do you do this?" And with the recent WB stuff, like this, this was years ago when they announced that. But hopefully, um, that that lives up to the Arkham uh, name. Yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting because they kind of. I feel like at first I was like, "What the fuck? They're gonna fight Superman? This is gonna be dumb as hell." Superman's How do you do the that? But then I thought about it that you can make more interesting and diverse movesets with the Suicide Squad characters because they're all very, very different very, people. Very so different, you have yeah. to diversify. Mm-hmm. Like King Shark can't play like Harley Quinn. Definitely can't play like Captain <laughs> yeah. Boomerang. Yeah, and you, you got Deadshot in there, so you, you know you got a lot of different options. I, I think if they get that part right, they might have something on their hands where you can kind of just beat the shit out of the Justice League. You know, lots of content right there. You just keep throwing in Justice League characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's like next, next, next two years. I think like next year too. Yeah, I think I, I want to say it was twenty twenty three holiday. Don't quote me on that. But on I, the I game re- games release, it's spring. It says spring twenty twenty three. At least one. Time. It probably got pandemic pushed. Let's be real. Yeah. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. let's talk about let's talk about duty. It's it's great. <laughs> I, I've been having a great time. I can't even lie. I I've been um I've been working through the campaign. I don't know if you guys went straight into multiplayer, but um one of the, the things that stuck out to me immediately was how beautiful this game is. Yes. It's like photorealism. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how well that transfers over to the multiplayer. I haven't played like the actual legit it's multiplayer. But like man, like I'll you'll I'll find myself, I'll just stop and just like look at the rocks. And I'm like, damn, that's how, 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 how far are you? Uh, <laughs> I am, if I had to guess, I'd say a little more than halfway. Are you, have you done the mission in uh, in Ireland? I've done, I'm, I just finished this mission where I was like sniping. Yeah, that's the one. In the lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. That That's mm-hmm. a really beautiful mission. Cause like if you, you get over that hill and you can kind of just look out and be like, damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. nice. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I, oh man, mm-hmm. we can stay on the campaign for a second. The campaign was like, I got to, I won't spoil it for you, but I got to a mission where shit goes to shit, and you know, I kind of put it down right there because like, kind of sucks. It wasn't, yeah, okay. But uh, overall, like. Each mission has been something interesting. And like I talked about, I just want something interesting. They want to try something from each mission. Mm-hmm. The only thing I do feel is it is kind of a greatest hits kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the story, this sounds crazy as hell to say out loud. The story is interesting. Ah, damn, it, sound, it still sounded bad when I said it. The story is, the story is good. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's not great. It's good. It's like, uh, hey, you know, Michael Bay, could you could you write us a story about military dudes? And, and could you pull oh, in some of those Tom Clancy? <laughs> could you pull in some of those Tom Clancy ghostwriters? Could you pull in some of those guys and uh, 
let's get something together. That's that's kind of how it feels, and that's not the worst thing. I, I that's exactly what I expect from a Call of Duty. But I think with the photorealism and the actors doing such a good job with the mocap, I think everybody comes off as a believable person, except mm-hmm. Ghost, except Ghost, because Ghost is a fucking weirdo. <laughs> I, I think to be honest, I don't. Aside from like like some obvious things, I don't really know. Like the content of the story itself hasn't really been keeping me intrigued. It's been like the the bits, right? Just, so like when you're, you're when you you're haven't gotten far the, enough the, to get the threads yet. Okay, like I know like somebody got kidnapped or something. And it's like okay, like oh, like, we care about her because she's on our team. But like I've enjoyed more so like the. The beast, like the sniping uh, down yeah. the hill, or you know, controlling the uh, the plane and like raining down fire on like the well, village. Well, well, here's the question: How did you how do you feel about uh, pointing your gun at people to de-escalate them? Point. That's Call of Duty, isn't it? I, I guess yeah. <laughs> that's what they do. Hey, get the fuck back! <laughs> we are yeah, good guys. Get back. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's crazy, like they would still grab a gun and try to shoot you. Yeah, some people like, oh, grabbed a gun and I'm like, damn, well, I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> I showed up. But like I like we had a discussion, I think, uh last podcast about um, you know, taking back America, right? Mm-hmm. And when you cross the border into the US and you're going through the neighborhoods, like I like that more so than like what's I don't know, like whatever they're talking about the story, like that's fine. But yeah. oh, I'm like I'm going through actual neighborhoods with like people in America. Like that's just something interesting about that. Yeah. To yeah. me, like before you would just get like the typical like, oh, we're in Iraq or oh, we're in. Well, like, they did that in Modern Warfare Two, didn't they? The first one. Yeah, which is what made it yeah. cool, you know, because it's like relatability, I guess. Then, we, like Modern Warfare Three, we like kind of lost the war and then they they took over. Yeah, that was cool. I love the campaign so. I don't know. You were in New York, I think, in two for a bit. Yeah, you were like in the suburbs of New York mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, My overall thoughts on the campaign, though, it's like it started off well, but at the towards the end, I was just, I'm ready for this to be over with. I, well, and then, in I, my opinion, I won't spoil it for Eric, but uh, how can I put? This? Okay, there's a great way to put it. There's Eric, a, you gotta play these. You gotta play these games, yeah. bro. Like you, what are you doing? <laughs> You, you need to find more time because, uh, man. A, a full-time <laughs> corporate attorney. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do what I can. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Do what I can. Let's talk about the, the, the Hitman level. Like, I won't, I won't spoil it, but I think, how can I? I I'm just going to talk around it. How did you feel yeah. about the Hitman level? The Hitman level? Are you, you talking know, about with the crafting and shit like that? No, not that level. Or, the, the one... Um, trying to talk around this. <laughs> Should I like take my headset off and then you start talking? Uh, no, it's okay, so <laughs> you go into the mansion mm-hmm. and you gotta get your boy. Do you remember that mission? Maybe I just don't fucking remember this goddamn okay, campaign. Well, Maybe it was yes, just that. You need, that's to, just how you need I feel. to go back and play that mission because <laughs> that is one of the oh. most interesting missions. Because well I could see how people can kind of just go through that mission and kind of skip through it, but I thought mm-hmm. that was an interesting mission because, like, man, you, <laughs> you're fucking, it, you picking up, like, uh, kitchenware as throwing knives and throwing them at people. It's cool as fuck. Oh. Like, it, it's cool. I, 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 That is one of the more interesting Call of Duty levels I've seen in a long time, so. Mm-hmm. They, they tried some shit. Some of it worked. Some of it didn't. Uh... 
I think just overall, I, I'm getting whiplash from jumping all over the place, and I don't get really connected. I think that's something that the the original trilogy did well, where it's kind of like you started off as Roach, then Soap. Was it Soap then Roach then? I don't, um, I don't remember who the last guy was, but they 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 kind of took you through. You know what I'm saying? So you say like there's no real connection to the uh, yeah okay yeah I think I don't maybe getting that so like Modern Warfare the original one through three you had the connection to the characters because you yeah. played as one particular person through a set you had like the, all the things that happened like the nuke and yeah. all that stuff and like when when uh, that person that you were playing as died you're like damn I yeah, died. You really felt <laughs> Whereas I don't know who these people are now yeah. and then like they, they look different people are alive that were not alive and yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like I definitely have like a disconnect to like the people. It's just the the, the gameplay beats, right? Like the yeah. you know crouching through the crops and you know dodging the the, the sniper lasers or uh, like I mentioned, like the, the the airplane and like random fire, or like like stuff like that. Um, so once the campaign is done, I'll probably just be like, okay, yeah. that was a cool experience. And then what you say? Because I think the new people that they add are like they're interesting, like. Mm-hmm. All the I think everybody who's new is interesting, and I think they could have done a better job of letting us interact with those characters more. I think once you get to the end, you'll be like, "Damn, I wish I could have spent more time with this guy." You know, like yeah. The, and and I, with with what you're saying right there, um, I think they tried to add some of that where where they had the random operational. Uh, I mean, the random. Um, optional fucking dialogue little parts yeah like uh yeah, yeah. so I, I thought that was interesting like you could yeah it's like oh who am i gonna save at the end who am i gonna kill and they don't do anything right they, they but they didn't them. lean into that or anything like that is what based off yeah uh oh well well how's that how's that multiplayer multiplayer is good multiplayer is, it's is good it's, it's yeah good. it's good shooting good good shooting how's the um how's the um I know there, there's that, I don't know if it's confirmed by now, but they're going to release all the old maps. But how is the, the, the current set of maps? Because I know we only had like a few in the beta. Mm-hmm. The current there's... set of shrinking maps, yes. Yeah. <laughs> shrinking maps? So yeah. if you played the beta, the the F1 map had a bunch of references in to the real life base it was on. Oh, yeah. Okay. And okay. so they had to take it out of the beta. Then... There was a map uh-huh. called Museum, which is based off the Getty Museum in L.A. And they were like, oh, you got to take this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> this looks too much like our museum. You can't have people dying and exploding in our museum. And yeah. then the hotel. a place, uh, yeah, the hotel in Amsterdam was like, well, we want to get in on this. <laughs> <laughs> Litigation, okay. you say. So the 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 maps are shrinking. I, I think... Uh, you probably know more about this than me, but I think all of them have a, a good chance of winning against uh, Activision just based on the location. Like since the Amsterdam hotel is in the EU, the court, the, the law that applies is a little different because I know in uh, the United States, you can use the facades of buildings. You can use the likenesses of buildings as long as you change enough. Stuff to, yeah. yeah, you have to change the interior or the exterior to make it less recognizable mm-hmm. uh, or you just kind of got to avoid that trademark. That's really mm-hmm. the big deal, but it that's easy to do, whatever. 
uh, or you can use parity laws. They don't really have parity laws in the EU. So, okay. Um, are there any things um, that you disliked about the beta that they fixed in the multiplayer, or is it like you like the beta and like they're giving you much of the same? I think the time to kill went up a little bit. I felt like I was dying a lot faster in the beta than I am now. Well, maybe that's just me getting good, being reacclimated to, you know, and the, the you that, obviously you the that edge controller. I do not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just more, more players makes the, you know, the skill bands wider. It might be something yeah, like yeah. that, but realistically it feels, it feels better. feels more fluid to play. They fixed the issue with sliding because sliding was fucking pointless. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took out, they still don't have, you don't, you can't slide cancel still. So that's fine. Uh, shotgun got range extensions, which I was not expecting. Everything's every gun feels good to play, and that's a rare thing in a Call of Duty. Like, no gun is like, Oh, this is shit. I don't never, I never want to touch them. Like, every gun has a kind of niche, and even if it doesn't have a niche, it's still fun to play with, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, good it, duty, yeah, good it's just a it's just a good Call of Duty versus the past duty. couple of shit past couple of shits that we have gotten yeah. so <laughs> oh, this is something i i thought about last night or the night before last the spawns in this game are fucking good because i don't hear anybody complaining about them i hear you it know like minor minor complaints here and there but it's not like i'm responding in front of people like in the last mm-hmm. couple of call of duties or like responding right behind somebody to get you know yeah, knife like in the back. Mm-hmm. Mm, I've had some. I've run into some situations like that, I mean, but it's not as. But it's not as bad as it used to be. And I, I'm just. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it definitely seems like there is an improvement. It's so a big improvement on spawns. Uh, yeah, it could be the, just a better, better map design though. Maybe. Well, hold on, because some people, <laughs> some people are mad about this. There's a there's a map called I think it's called Tariq, and it's basically mm. a bombed out city. And yeah. is that with the cars? Like the no, 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 no. That's hell. Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's, saw, that's literal hell. That map is literal video. hell. I saw a video like this guy kept responding, and he had to run behind a vehicle and it'll blow up, and then he'll like run behind yeah. another vehicle and it'll blow up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's basically yeah. basically that map. But I mean, that map's not even that bad. Like once you blow up all the cars, there's ways to get around the cars and not get exploded. There's a lot of things you can do to mitigate that stuff. Okay. Um. The maps. Let's go back to Tariq because I think this was the funniest. This is so the first time we played that map. I was like, "Fuck this map. This is shit. I'm I'm always exposed. There's always a bunch of open areas." And I learned the map a little bit, and I'm like, "Well, you know, it's not really that bad. It's like three concentric rings, and well, it's four really. There's the center part of it that has like a a building kind of bombed out in it, but there's good cover. Then there's another ring that's a that's open, basically open space, and then there's another ring." that's more, like more cover higher and lower cover but it's it's well covered and it's, that's the wide probably the widest ring and then there's a the outside of the arena which i think them doing interesting things with the different maps like every map has its like different shapes and I, i'm glad that they kind of really All leaned right. in what they were doing with modern warfare uh, 19 because mm-hmm. i'm tired of three lane maps like a three lane map has its place but there's other maps that you can put in an arena shooter that can be viable and interesting. And I think people just need to get off, get off the shit and, you know, learn the game instead of complaining. Oh, it's not a three lane. It doesn't work for me. No, it does. There's, there's yeah. also three lane maps in the game and they're interesting. All of them, honestly. 
If the map's not good, it's interesting. That's a better way to put it. I guess you could say that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, I mean, but this like this Call of Duty like it's it's dropped with like the least amount of shit ever. It seems like uh, map wise, there's only like there's only like four maps and shit like that. You want to talk about guns? They got guns. We got guns. Yeah, they've got guns. Got um, guns. it's uh, it's interesting that they've added battle rifles as like a as like a, a weapon class. I kind of like it. Who the fuck? Who the fuck is calling you? Right now? Um, yeah. I don't know. I I I've, I've been enjoying it. My the things that they've changed about the game, like ammo grind, I'm. Weirded out by in the sense, but like, uh, oh, progression, yeah. It's like, well, this is, in my opinion, I feel like there's a number of out there, it's just like they are dedicated to the grind. So it's like, once you get all all the camos done and shit like that, what is what's retaining them, you know? Yeah, and I well, feel like there's a number of people out there that are, that think like that. This is season zero. They haven't launched the game. If you really want to be honest about it, this is a paid early access mm-hmm. because they we still don't have the DMZ mode, which is coming at some point with Warzone. I think it it's might supposed drop to be dropping the same yeah. day, right? Mm-hmm. So you get DMZ Warzone, and then uh, there's apparently some other mysterious mode that's supposed to come in like the spring. Mm-hmm. So you know the game is clearly. Not done. I think we're gonna get a lot of maps. Uh, even if they're rehashes, I'll I'll be glad to play on High Rise, Favela. You know, you know it's coming back. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw a portion of Favela in one of the Ground War maps, or something that looked like it. So I wouldn't be surprised if they they're not hiding it somewhere in Warzone. We, mm-hmm. we already found Shipman and uh, High Rise in the Warzone map, so they're out there. Yeah. I, I don't. Well, I don't think this game is gonna be star for content. Let me put it that way. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a good beginning. I think it's I think it's a good uh good good starting point for the first two year fucking game. Yep. <laughs> so we'll just see how it goes from here. But I'm having I'm having fun with it, and we'll see where that campaign goes with the second part with the with the with the next edition that they drop. So yeah. who knows. All right, well, let's talk about Ragnarok, but not too much because we don't have the game yet. So this <laughs> is all about previews, um, and I have to, I guess I got to tell y'all this. I got sequelitis. I'm not buying this fucking game. Mm. Horizon, Horizon Forbidden West has made me think I shouldn't buy this. These critics and reviewers are not trustworthy. Because I played Horizon Forbidden West, and they said the same thing about this game that they said about in in the previews. And if I'll be a fucking monkey's uncle if they're gonna give me twice, Sony's not gonna give me twice. God damn it! <clears throat> because so so Horizon One versus God of War twenty eighteen. Did you put them in like the same conversation? Yes, straight up. It, Horizon had its warts, God of War had its warts, but they were still like top tier nine point nine point five. Some people said ten out of ten games. I think they're like nines. 
good games, very good games, but not like the most amazing thing I've ever played in my life. And what's your what's your like background with like God of War? Like like uh, the I original played, three? I have played all of them and I've completed all of them. I will probably complete Ragnarok, but I'm not paying sixty to seventy dollars for it. That that just just works. That's it. interesting because like I I thought this was like a no brainer. Like this is the it was this is the PlayStation game that I've been waiting on since of course 2018. Uh, but I don't I don't look at God of War as being in the same stratosphere as Horizon. Like 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 I I look at God of War as being like PlayStation royalty almost. Yeah. Like they're not think, gonna. You don't think Horizon is. PlayStation royalty. I don't. I don't put Horizon on the same. Aloy is is yeah. not on the same conversation as Kratos. I, I don't. So. I don't look at them as. I don't look at them. Well, at least how Sony views it. Yeah, I mean they do look at them as the same, but do I don't we, think do you we can. Have a Kratos VR game? No, but we do have a Horizon VR game. Well, God of God of War Ragnarok is supposed to launch on PSVR. What? Apparently. What? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. I just I just looked at that actually. What? Yeah, I'll play that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll wait for it to come to VR. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and it, it, it may be like a, a, a bias, but then again, like you said, like you've played all the God of Wars. Um, but like, I really enjoyed those first three, and yeah. I was really hyped for 2018. Whoa. And since since like the the reveal at the end of 2018 with like Thor and like, um, I had a stretch of time, you know, when I was young, when I was like really into like Greek mythology, and yeah. like now we got the whole Norse thing. So it's just like a very interesting world to me now the issue with horizon forbidden west which we talked about was it was like a waste of time right like it was like what's the point of this whereas we're building upon an actual continued like story well that's Uh, that's where i kind of fall with god of war you know they 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 did design this game as a duology i'll give them that it it was more thought out than where horizon is going Mm -hmm. but what I'm hearing as far as like gameplay, not even story wise, like I'm story. I'm hearing good mixed some ish things. It depends on what follows. Mostly positive. Yeah, but mostly positive. You know, people yeah. have certain problems with certain characters. It's atrius. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, teenager really characters exciting. are probably hard. The hardest ones to get right and make people like and dislike at the same mm-hmm. time. Uh, but it's a gameplay stuff. There's a lot of loot in this game now apparently mm. and the last time they did a lot of loot in their game it was god of war ascension <laughs> I, i'm willing to bet i know it's have, gonna it's uh, gonna be better yeah but what i hear from a lot of reviewers is that the first couple of the first five-ish hours let's say mm-hmm. I don't want to put a hard number on it because, you know, your mileage may vary. But the first five or so hours is going to be kind of retreading what 2018 did mm-hmm. and not really yeah. adding much to that formula, which is good. But I have, it's like, I don't know if I'm I'm down for that. I've only watched um, one review. Uh, kind of funny folks did a, a podcast just talking about their experience because it's it's so hard to avoid spoilers. Yes. Um but what what it appears is like story heavily carries the game, which is what I expected. And that, you know, the jump from God of War 3 to God of War 2018 was like huge. And like that was like one of the things that... You forgot about it. Ascension. You don't want to talk about it? 
forgot it was three. Forgot it was twenty eighteen. It was like a, a a huge jump, and so one of the questions leading into Ragnarok was okay. Is it going to be more of the same from 2018? And it's like, what else could could they have possibly done, but improve upon the the negatives of the the 2018, which was like enemy variety, mm-hmm. um, larger scaled fights, things like that. Which yeah. apparently, like, that's what this is. And I think that's what I was sort of like looking for, right? Like, I, I want like more yeah. of like the traditional like Kratos type fights, but I'm I'm also like heavily uh, invested into like this story and like you know, Thor and like Odin and seeing like where that all goes. And so like that, I think is what has me like, okay, this, this was never yeah. a question of, okay, am I getting this day one? Um, and like Horizon, I don't even look at that as like a comparison. Like the wall is like yeah. up. And it's, I, I I, that's fair. I, I can see where you're going there, but I, I just think like, that's one of the biggest things that can scare me off a game. When you talk about enemy variety, there's two types of enemy variety. You can make a, a fight more complex by you know adding you know unique mechanics or you can add just more enemies no just like kind of like oh this enemy has armor you have to pull it off oh. with this ability and you have to use this ability to do it you know uh-huh. yeah. I, I can find that I, I think that's what scared me away from Ghost of Tsushima like I still haven't picked that game back up I play like an hour of it oh I thought you were about to say you never played it so you didn't like Ghost of Tsushima I thought Ghost of Tsushima should have won Game of the Year that year. Over over Last of Us Part Two. What what year was that? That was twenty. If, if you said twenty, that was twenty nine twenty nineteen. Oh well, I have a different Game of the Year for that year. 20, I didn't. Twenty twenty. That that was the year of the the pandemic. I think. I don't know. I may be wrong, but I know Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part Two came out in the same year. Yeah, I want to say that was twenty nineteen because that was a PS four game, right? Yeah. Yeah, I want to say it was twenty nineteen. I think I had a. I had a different samurai theme. Uh, uh-huh. Neo Two was my choice for I that year. I understand, but um, man, just so so. Are you are you going to wait? Is that is that what you're saying? Like, are I, you committed to waiting? I think I have to. <laughs> I like because it, it's just you know when you go into something with a negative connotation about it, and just like mm-hmm. that's what that's what the biggest thing I was fearing when they were coming off of like one. Because that was a fully realized combat system. Like anything mm-hmm. you add would be kind of superfluous. The, the only thing you could add would be more ways to engage multiple enemies, which is, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that you know. Then you're falling back into more of the old God of War style. The this God of War is more interested in tackling complex enemies than I. I think the only way they could have really like done it right with to be add less more complex enemies that had interesting mechanics and layered that on top of what they already had and it seems like they just kind of added some pull this armor piece off to hit this weak spot you know that's i I think that's one of my biggest pet peeves in video games yeah i honestly don't know because i got i've i've been so hesitant to like type in god of war into anything because the way algorithms work yeah (laughs) Uh, let me be let me be frank yeah. Regardless of how bad I, you know, my personal opinion, this game is yeah. still going to be eight out of ten, minimum, an eight out of ten for me. Okay. Because it it is technically solid. It has a good story, but I want to I want to experience that ten out of ten game that people for. are going to go for versus the eight out of ten. I, because I play so many games, I, I'm going to see those flaws. It's like, damn, why the fuck do you do that? 
Well, I mean, it's like the 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 greatest enemy working against Ragnarok is God of War twenty eighteen, yep. and it's the fact that like we know what God of War twenty eighteen was coming off of, and it's like there's no way for you to duplicate that because the pre the, the prerequisite to, to Ragnarok is twenty eighteen. Like you you can't change yeah. that. Um, and so it's much of like okay, like are you okay with getting much of the same plus plus a bit more, but like. I have a I have a sense of like what I'm walking into. Yeah. And I'm and, and it's it's I think it's rare that a a sequel gives you much more of the same and you're okay with it. Yeah. And I think I'm fine with as All long right. as you give me more variety, I'm I'm cool. Here's a question, and I think mm-hmm. you're gonna have an interesting answer for this. If they're gonna give you a weapon, which one do you want? Thor's hammer or Odin's spear? know too much about Odin's spear so i'm gonna take thor's hammer because i just see a tag team between kratos and like atreus like both throwing like axes and hammers and like right back nigga right back nigga (laughs) (laughs) and i think that would be like the dopest thing because like that that trailer where like they both threw uh they threw the axe and the hammer at each other like i i knew we were gonna get something like that because like how do you not you know yeah two iconic weapons like like they can be retracted uh, and if there's a, I don't know, like the you know, the whole like the Marvel like who be were they? I don't know like how true that is in actual Norse mythology. Yeah. But if other people can pick up that hammer, I see no reason why Atreus, being older, shouldn't be able to pick up either one of Kratos's mm-hmm. weapons or somebody else's weapon because that's traditional God of War, right? Yeah. You beat the enemy, you take their weapon. Um, somebody has to pick up Thor's hammer. You don't just kill Thor. And just leave his hammer. Like, no, that's too big of a weapon. So, so what uh, do they do it that way? They like, give H, uh, Atreus, Atreus the hammer, I, and then I'm you get Odin's spear. Perfect, perfect. That'd be sick. That like the uh, and Sony Santa Monica and like God of War in general. Like, they're they're really good at putting together uh, like fight sequences, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the coolest moments in 2018 was when. Uh, Kratos like dives off the giant with Balder and like Atreus jumps with the arrows and he's like firing like arrows down at them and so uh, there's too many opportunities in this game to have like like those moments right like like there are certain yeah. moments in gaming that you can say hey remember when this happened or like remember like when that happened and to have you know Thor Odin like that whole like that yeah. just, just those two but specifically Thor but like there's too much opportunity there there's so much of the Norse that. pantheon still left that they haven't touched yeah yeah so it's it's like the the, the hype is just astronomical on this uh, there's yeah. so, many, so many opportunities that's that's where I think I am I, I think I want to I want to avoid the hype because I feel like uh, I'm going to nitpick and be like no uh, things that you expect yeah, yeah. I think if I yeah. play it like you know I pay $40 for it or whatever I think yeah. I'll be fine with it. I don't know. Uh, Chris, what you think? You got any thoughts on God of War? Is it going to be like a day one for you or like you went to God of War at all? I love God of War. I played all the games, um, yeah. all the mainline games. Uh, so didn't not play, Ascension? Didn't play Ascension, no. Um, <laughs> I didn't I didn't beat the last one. I didn't finish playing through that one. Oh. Is there yeah. a, a reason? Like you didn't like it? or? Um... Time or it might have it might have been the timing thing. I was uh I was in a I was in a weird space personally. Um 
I mean, I just like I saw I saw what they were doing, and I um I just think that uh I just think uh, I'd like the the hack and slash type type game to come back. Uh, like like the older games, the older style. Mm-hmm. Me personally, but um, I, it's not that I it's not that I don't like the changes that they put in this or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I just need to just boot it up again or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think like I might have. I think I might have missed that point in time. Yeah, like I say, I think um, th- there was um in interviews on like the 2018 game, there were discussions with um Corey Barlog about how like they they did what they could to like hit their timelines, but there were a number of things that they had to cut from the game, like certain boss fights. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, they didn't even think they would be able to get the Blades of Chaos uh, into uh, the 2018 game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with them having more time, like with, with the engine altogether, like having more time to focus on, you know, weapon types or uh, combos or whatever, um, and even in like some of the uh, the early um, the trailers, like that they, they've showcased how like there's more options with uh, the blades and like traversal and things like that. So I'm I'm willing to to bet that there's more variety. Um, and then as far as like the hack and slash goes, like that's that's the blades in general. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so hopefully like we get more of those like those combos or like you know wiggling the the blades around and like yeah out, like, maybe it, it could be that it could be that I just missed that because. Uh, Kratos with the with an axe is not the same. It, it's just it's just not the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I like what they were going for. It's kind of like it, it's metaphorical, alleg- uh, allegorical. Mm-hmm. Like he's an older, you know, more grizzled. He, he's more oh, it it yeah, it makes way yeah yeah yeah. They play they play off of the character and where he where he's at very well. Yeah, I just I just think that I missed the. I just missed the uh, the blades of chaos. So you want to give Atreus the blades and let him go ham? Is what you're saying? Yeah, I like I like my characters whenever they're they're like OP. Like we we doing this, we gonna yeah. be OP. Oh, so, you, so you like angry chaos? I'm gonna rip your head off, little bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I did, and I and um, I did get some of that in there because there's like a rage mode and shit like that. Oh no, he I just don't think I rage just... mode emotionally yeah. in the story as well. Yeah. I just didn't. Maybe I just. I just need to go. Yeah, this is one of those games I just. Need. Man, I've got some games I need to. Do. But um, I mean, I'm looking forward to this. I don't think it's gonna be a ten out of ten. I won't say that. Um, I think it's gonna be a, I, a solid nine. I, I think that's where you're gonna see it. Yeah. Do you think it's gonna be better than Elden Ring? Uh, I. Um. <laughs> Uh, I I don't even know if I can compare the two. You can't, cause Elden Ring uh, is the game I, of the fucking decade. Yeah, I don't think I can compare the two. Those are two different. Those are two different things, and they go about their, they go about their things. Different. Yeah, true. we've got we've got a uh, Black Fatherhood with Kratos, and then Elden Ring is just like um. Not Black. There's there's this thing. There's these things happening, I'm and a he. And here, this is where you are. <laughs> Man, Elden Ring is just that was an adventure, but I, I think God of, Rag- God of Ragnarok. Oh my God, uh, God of War just it it, it like I think I, I like it gained a lot in the transition to the slower combat, but it lost a lot too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's gonna hurt it when it comes to the sequel because there's not, I don't think there's there's not many places to go mm-hmm. with the combat. 
versus how they iterated through the first uh trilogy you know what i need i need more um more what is that what what do you what do you call those things? When uh, it was a quick time act? No no no. Oh my Whenever God, you no. press the buttons to uh, to fuck to fuck the to fuck the harlots and shit like that. Yeah, that's that's what I need. I need more. Yeah, more of leave. that. We can leave I, sex I, QTEs exactly where they are. I need raunchy. I need the raunchy Q two QTEs, baby. They can I they need, can stay in two thousand nine. Nah, I, I need you, that. You just said that that you like how I would I don't know if you said you like, but like they they played off of like him being older and like his character and like leaving the past in the past you want him to go back to the traditional yeah <laughs> so you say yeah let's just let's just so go back saying, because he's older he can't still smash smash these hoes i'm not saying that i want him to he needs the, to be smashing the these hoes i love the diplomatic face that he just put on that was beautiful <laughs> <laughs> he's like i can't answer no, the question I, in the I, context yeah. of the podcast <laughs> I, all right let's, I, let's I move on me. Let's move on. Let's talk about uh, a game that has constantly flip flopped in my head, and I will probably be excited to play it now. Sonic Frontiers. Um, Give us an update. I on? am the biggest fucking Sonic sucker of all time. Why the fuck Sonic do I sucker. keep buying these fucking games? Sonic sucker. I watched both movies, day of release. Like a fucking Sonic sucker that I am, I'm probably gonna go get a Sonic plushie at some point and put it in my room. But look, the mm. the point is, this might be a good game. <laughs> I, 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 the first showings did not look good. It was choppy, frame rate was all over the place. You know, nobody really understood the format of the game, and they didn't really explain it very well. So basically, the premise is, um, I don't know how much of this is spoilers. Oh, they talk about it a little bit. So. Basically, what I can glean is from the trailers that Sonic is up against a new adversary and he gets sucked in some kind of, you know, cyberspace thing where he's got to go save his friends. You know, generic ass Sonic story. And the catch is the islands are kind of like these open areas where you can run around, solve puzzles, you know, do like, you know, Sonic shit, run fast, uh, go fast. Yeah, but they improved the combat. They made combat. Look, Sonic can throw hands now, boy. Let me tell you something. He like turn into like a ball and just yeah. He can you no. Know, he can really like turn into the he ball. Throw hands now. Yeah, like he can do like shockwaves from his hands, like you know, like uh, Dragon Ball Z style. Your face just lit up. When yeah, like it's, it's kind of hard. And then he can do like this <laughs> thing where he runs a circle around you and it makes like a tornado. Um, you know, it it, it just looks. It looks interesting. Like, I... damn, I'm, they might have got excited. me. I'm excited for it. When, <laughs> when is it? When does it release? It comes out on the eighth. I have already pre-ordered it. It. Uh... That's why you're not getting God of War day one. Oh no, that had nothing to do with it. I was probably gonna, you know, flip flop back and forth, and I was like, oh well, shit. I didn't know they released the same week. Okay. Yeah, yeah, big, big dick Sonic move, right? Yeah. Okay. But I, I think Sonic Frontiers has a very different so, audience like, from God of War. The people who are buying Sonic are not. I mean, they're probably gonna buy Ragnarok at some point, but they're gonna buy Sonic first. Um, yeah, it's, it's gonna be interesting to, like to hear like what your thoughts on it like yeah. once you actually get your hands on it. But um, I'm guessing they've released like a um, let's play or not let's play, but like, like so many minutes of yeah. gameplay. Like, do you watch all of that stuff going before you go? Like, do you like try to avoid certain things? Did you hear the part where I said I'm a Sonic sucker? I will okay, watch all no. of the content. 
Uh, I've, I've avoided the straight up spoilers. Like there's a there's, the game has been out in the wild for at least a week now, going on two weeks. So I've avoided that. Uh, but it's it looks cool. Like uh, it, it kind of looks like when what they did with Zelda, they reinvented it, made it open world like Zelda should be, and just kind of like. It's not really necessarily open world, more like open zone. Like you still have to unlock the different areas, but it's still cool how you can kind of run around. And there's, tra- there's still traditional Sonic levels where you go fast and get to the ring at the end. But it, like I said, it, it looks cool. They really did something interesting with the combat that maybe I'm ready to tap back in to Sonic yeah. after they've burned me so many times. Yeah, the Sonic fan base is like definitely an interesting one because like I. It's something like obviously like you, know, you grew up with and like playing through yeah. all the games and like to hear you all talk about, you know, the the good games, the ones that like disappointed you but you still played it, and like now it's like okay like here we go again. Oh, oh, like, oh, oh. Let me tell you something. We played all of them. <laughs> <laughs> we played all of them. Are mm-hmm. most of them are not good. Yeah, but you still go. You yeah, still we oh yeah. we're still going. That's a true fandom. It's, it's like the yeah, the abuse of X that tells you they're gonna change. And then, like, there's the, there's like, the okay. good days and there's the bad days. <laughs> and, but I, I keep coming back. I can't stop. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. I'm, I'm happy for you, man. Hopefully, it's it's what you're looking for and you guys aren't burned again. We'll see. But so far, it sounds like like things are looking up. Or hopefully, this is just, like, your excitement. Keep <laughs> you from looking over, like, any, any downfalls. I hope not. I understand that I have a Sonic bias, so I, I I cautiously examine all of the tape, and they okay. still get me sometimes. Like Sonic Forces, they fucking got me. I don't know how they did that one. That was a great pullover, one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. Um, but Sonic Mania, very good game. I enjoyed the shit out of that. So it's just like you never know what you're gonna get. It's literally the grab bag of video games. All right, let's talk about a game that actually looks promising. I think everybody can get into. Let's talk about Pokemon. Uh, we gotta catch them all. So let's let's, let's I'll give the breakdown, and you guys can give your thoughts. I know you guys have looked at some of the stuff. So, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet—they're coming out on. Let me read it. Uh, we're gonna announce it again, November eighteenth, and. I think this is a game we've been asking for since 1993. You know, when you're a kid and you're like, man, I just want to go anywhere and catch whatever Pokemon I want. Fight the gym leaders whenever I want. This is that game. You can do that. You can finally just say, fuck it. I'm going to the end. I'm going to fight gym leader number eight, and he's going to bust my ass until I, until I win. You know, you can do that if that's something you're interested in. You can catch Pokemon in the open areas, you know. And then there's like a, a side mission you can do with your friends. Oh, oh, that's the other thing. You can play co-op Pokemon with three of your friends. And y'all can run around all in the same spot. Like you can that's go from area to area and just kind of hang out. It's a persistent kind of world. That's can the, pretty cool. Can the Pokemon follow you? Yeah, your Pokemon can come out and follow you. You can throw your Pokemon out and just like have them. I always thought that you. was like I had red growing up and I thought that was the coolest thing about yellow was that Pikachu followed you how do I do this in red but you couldn't do it (laughs) yeah so so like Pikachu follows you oh Pikachu yeah there's Pikachu in this game he can follow you if you want but there's a lots of new Pokemon the Pokemon um, 
you can throw your Pokeball out and just have your Pokemon just auto battle for you. Just straight up, like, go beat up Pokemon. Run up on folks. <laughs> yeah, just straight up, like, catch hands. Oh, like, What's up? Yeah. Uh, and the Pokemon are out in the overworld. So that's, that's something I always thought was, was good that I love from Legends Arceus, that you can just go, here's the Pokemon I want to catch. I'm going to fight it right now. I'm going to go catch it. You know, that's... Yeah. It's just... I, I feel like they've solved a lot of the... Well, haven't solved it, but... They've alleviated alleviated a lot of the issues we had before, and they gave us a lot of the the quality of life stuff that we've been asking for, and, and made that open world game like this is the thing that everybody has been wanting for a long time. Like just make it, and they did it. They did the thing. I, I think yeah. this might be a stealth game of the year candidate. Not not even gonna lie. Like this is them finally getting getting it right. Like whatever yeah. thing yeah. that they had been trying to like transition to, like the the future of yeah. uh, the Pokemon games. Now people are gonna be like, "Oh, well, it's still on the Switch. The frame rate's not great. The graphics. I don't give mm-hmm. a fuck. Is the game good? Uh, and that's what it looks like. So, so it's just like this might be this might be it. You know, like I I. I don't like to be excited about Pokemon games because they also uh, vary in quality. Pretty much the same, yeah. Yeah, but this one might be it. Yeah, I'm scrolling through um, videos on YouTube and it looks like um, there's more content here uh, than like their prior attempts at open world, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is promising. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, they're trying to, it seems like they're, they're trying a lot of different shit. Um, and I mean, with like the last, last Pokemon game with Arceus and shit like that, it seems like they're, they're taking some of that and tried to implement it within this game. So it's like, my thing is that I haven't been interested in the Pokemon game for the past, uh, since fucking Diamond and Pearl, um, where I thought that the, I thought that the series was kind of falling off for me. Um, but this one, I just feel like, uh, I'm gonna just wait until it drops before, before, and just watch some gameplay before I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go get this or not. Cause like I said, I'm already like I've, I already started off by not my preferred uh, console, and um, yeah. I just don't know if I want to. I don't, and and Pokemon has just has just many times, so it's just like uh, you know, we'll see. That's where I'll I'm be- at with it. I'd be curious to know, um, and Mo, like, feel free to fill me in if you do. Um, the the stories and like the first two generations were pretty straightforward, but I think like at the time, like you know, given like our age, you know, oh, like Team Rocket or like oh, like they're corrupting Pokemon, like the the Red Gyarados thing, or like the mm-hmm. uh, the tower, like with the ghosts and. Uh, the history behind like that one time with like all the the, the dead Pokemon like the, the graveyard stuff like that, um, th- is this just okay? Like just go and just go catch stuff or like is there any type of like story element to this? So this is something that I feel like Game Freak has been like secretly working on or not mm-hmm. not really secretly they've been attempting since at least Black and White, uh, Black and White Two to be specific to really kind of put the narrative more in your face. Pokemon narratives, as far as, like, the original narratives, like, oh, you go through, you you save the world, you know, accidentally, and, yeah. you know, you fight the gym leaders, and you go to the Elite Four, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they've been trying to do a better job of putting that narrative more in your face, and I think 
hit or miss. Oh, Sun and Moon. Maybe. Sun and Moon, they didn't do a great job. Uh, uh, Sword and Shield was less in your face, but the game kind of sucked. So it, it was kind of like, I, I like what y'all are doing here with the stories less like invasive mm-hmm. to my game, but it's like, get the fuck out of my way. I want a Pokemon. So I think what they're doing here is interesting, where it's like, the story is divergent. You, if you choose to interact with the overarching story, there's three basically branch, branches. There's the school okay. story, where it's kind of like there's some delinquents going on, doing nefarious things, and you got to fight with them. And then there's the gym leader story, mm-hmm. which is basically traditional. the traditional Pokemon. And then there's the other story. So the I think it's called Paradox story. And basically, okay. there's like Pokemon f- from a different... They're like basically paradoxes. They shouldn't exist. So okay. the, it ties into the future past type deal going on with the game. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think uh, that's probably a good way to do it. So if you want to interact with the story, you can on your own. Mm-hmm. You can uh, encounter it kind of like, I think the first three or four generations leading up to Diamond and Pearl, the the like the good parts of the Pokemon stories have kind of been like discovered in the background. Like it's in like lore tabs or like, you know, in little blurbs that you unknown. Yeah. And, yeah. Like discovering that yeah. you ha- kinda had to go look for it and look in lore tabs and all this stuff. Yeah. And there's I think that type of uh storytelling can be interesting. I think it I think it can be better in some places. I think for the type of game Pokemon is there should be some kind of story that's kinda of in your face. A more yeah. more meteor story. When when you have like it probably was easier to get away with in the beginning because there weren't so yeah. many of them. Whereas now it's like I have a connection to the early generation Pokemon. So like it was cool to yeah uh you know run into like the legendaries or like go track down like Mewtwo in a cave or something like that because like I know you know it's easy for me to like put the pieces t- together like okay what's going on with this particular legendary Pokemon or like oh this is the one that Ash saw in the first episode like like yeah. stuff like that whereas with however many they got now okay that same entry doesn't doesn't entice me if yeah. I don't see the folks from the original generation so like you got to give me like the story that's how I would get pulled into this mm-hmm. if I could get like you know you know not necessarily handheld too, but you know something to, to keep me uh, engaged because I can catch Pokemon all day. Like we've been yeah. doing that for years, uh, but I want to like you know I want to want to be there. That's that's yeah. what they did with. I, I, and speaking of what you're saying, like there's literally Pokemon God in the game already. Is Arceus is Pokemon? He oh, is Pokemon God. God. He is God of Pokemon. So like they've already done this. So where can they go from here? So with okay. Legends Arceus, uh, they kind of retold the past of that story and they retold you know. Why did they make the choices they made? You know, why the cities came along, you know, because it's, it's all set in the past. So that game's kind of interesting in that aspect where the, the story kind of reveals itself as you kind of just progress through the game. I think that's a that story was told. I, I won't say well, but it was it was done. It was done good enough to keep me interested in moving forward in the story. I think that's that's probably kind of where I want my Pokemon games to be as far as love, loving, like engagement in the story. Cause most of the time I'm just fucking around catching Pokemon, but like every now and again it's like, oh, this this is kind of cool. Oh, this is a past story, future mm-hmm. story, okay. And then you learn yeah. more about the backgrounds of the legendaries. Like each of the legendaries kind of get their own side mission, like in individual side mission legend mm-hmm. Arceus. And I hope they continue that here because that would be interesting. 
Yeah, I I, uh, I was in Best Buy and I, there was the um it was a three movie set. It was uh the Mewtwo one, the one with I think like Pokemon two thousand. You didn't buy it. And, you didn't buy it. Oh yes, I did. I oh, bought yeah. Hey. Yes. <laughs> Good job, baby. That's the way I'm walking out without this. Like it's like they put this there for me. It's like Eric, look, we knew you were coming. Like, <laughs> uh, and I, I walked clean up out of there with it. Uh, but yes. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, keep my uh, eyes. Like I'll look at the reviews and stuff. Like once, once like gameplay stuff drops, and um, sort of like what, what Chris mentioned. At some point, I'll probably get it because uh, whenever I'm traveling, I like to play like the Switch and stuff. And that seems like something that would be cool to to play uh, on a plane or something. And then hope maybe if it can keep me like intrigued, possibly some more. But we'll see when that happens. Man, but it's not gonna happen. Coming up because. Like I say, God of War is gonna have me for uh, next few weeks. Y'all are fun. That's oh, right. Like I play my Switch at home. Like I don't play my Switch outside of the house. Like it, I only play it when I play it in the in the bed. Like I'll play like an hour maybe or something before I go to sleep. Or like, like people come over, like play Smash. Or yeah, you play like Smash. That. Or like if there's a specific game that I can only get on Switch, then I'll play play it there. But other than that, like I'm not. I don't take my switch places. It's I just I don't know because when I'm out places, I'm doing stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I get it. I just I just I, I just don't play my I just don't play my switch. I just... Oh, he died. No problem? Huh? You died. I died. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. All right. Let's, I can let's, hear like the, the concern in your that voice. That man is like, said, I, no. I died. Like, me? You told that really well. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 get on to this games list so we can get out of here. All right. So we got we're starting back uh where we left off. So we're gonna start with a Plague Tale Requiem for everything but the kitchen sink on October eighteenth. We got Marvel Snap, which I've heard great things about Marvel Snap. I have too. Mm-hmm. Uh, also came out on October 18th. Uh, we get... That's an iOS Android game. Yeah, iOS Android about. PC. Uh, Jackbox Party Pack 9. If you're into party uh, to Jackbox, you know what you're getting into on October 20th on literally everything. It's still coming out on Stadia. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Oh, man, I just saw that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope on October 20th. Oh, well. my God. Now there's no looking forward to that. Motherfucking Vampire Survivors, one of the dumbest, greatest games ever made. In oh, my God, I fucking hate this game. Because it's like, all right, Vampire Survivors is literally just movement. You don't have to press anything. You don't have to press anything. The only thing you have to do is select your upgrades. Like... You just scroll around and you your your person throws stuff at the at the the creeps that are coming towards you. That's all you gotta do. Just avoid dodge them and kill them. Yes. Mm. But that shit is mad addictive, son. You'll be like, damn, I'm just gonna play one more round. Next thing you know, you played six rounds and that's thirty you know, three hours of your life gone. Just like that. Boom. It's like what the fuck? But you know, don't play this this great game, Vampire Survivors, coming out on PC on October twentieth, the official release. You could also get it on Game Pass. Uh, we got New Tales from the Borderlands uh, coming out on the 21st on everything but the kitchen sink once again. Are you still into Borderlands like you used to be? 
dude, Borderlands Three kind of did it for me. I love the universe, but the 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 writing is subpar. I will say about the new tale, the Tales from the Borderlands series. It's written by um the I think it's the same team as the Life is Strange games. Okay, and I think okay. don't quote me on that, but I want to say that they do a good job of making those side characters and the you know the main characters giving a new dimension to them, fleshing them out. Okay. Um, but do be told that this more this is more of like a visual novel, kind of like interactive game than a shooter. Uh, okay. Persona Five Royal, I'm sorry, Royal, is coming out on October October 21st for literally everything, <laughs> um, except oh you're, yeah, except Stadia. Poor Stadia. Damn. Uh, Gotham Knights coming out on literally everything October 21st. You know, I hope they... I I talk bad about it, but I really hope that game does well. I really do. I hope Gotham Knights figures it out. And it's just like... You're rooting for them. Yeah. So... WB needs some some positivity. (laughs) (laughs) There's a game, uh, man. So this game is called Signalis, and if you're into like indie horror games or like, uh, you know, it, it's definitely like a throwback game, almost like a PS1 style game. It's coming out on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch. It came out October 27th, and it's it's interesting. I, I looked at a bit of a gameplay, and man, looks fun. Looks interesting, like. I don't know. I'm a sucker for cool indie games. I like the art style. Try to, yeah, it try it tries a lot of new stuff. Yeah, it's a nice art style. Yeah, very interesting. So if you're into that kind of stuff, check it out. Go look at it. Uh, Star Ocean: The Divine Force, Star Ocean Six, came out on October 27th for PlayStation Five, Xbox Series, uh, Xbox One, and PC. No Switch, but I think they should probably release on Switch at some point. Uh, I'll give a little factoid on this game. Star Ocean is the sixth Star Ocean. Uh, they retool combat. Apparently, combat's really fun. Um, it's a JRPG as JRPG. Like I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. It's you know what you're getting into if you're like, ooh, Star Ocean. Oh, I've heard of that. I'll play that. You know what you're getting into. It's do you know if they're connected? Like, do you have no. to play the? They're all no, individual they're all stories. individual stories. Just same universe. Okay. Um. I'd say, you know, if you're into JRPGs, if you played Tales of Arise earlier this year and you liked it, play Star Ocean, you'll probably like that too. Uh, You knew... It, look, Modern Warfare came out on the 28th, and if you didn't fucking know that, what are you doing here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bayonetta also came out same day on the Switch, October 28th. People have been liking that, apparently. Yeah, people have really been liking Bayonetta 3. Uh, Factorio... Uh, if you don't know what this game is, it is basically a factory arcade simulation. It look you make you build a factory, it spits out widgets, and apparently you you get numbers. People like that kind of stuff. It can be fun. Uh oh yeah, this will tickle your fancy, uh, Chris. Resident Evil Village: The Winner's Expansion DLC came out on the twentieth as well. For yeah, everything including Stadia. 
I gotta catch up in that series though. Is my problem? Yeah. Cause I sick. Cause I was uh. Cause I I was playing. I played. I played through the prequel and the. I just have it. Uh. And I I finally I finally got my hand. Is the prequel with the daughter, or is this the one with the daughter? Uh, this is the one with the daughter. I think. Okay, so the prequel was the one with your boy. Well, no, I'm talking about the prequel to the first game, Resident oh. Evil Zero. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I that was like. Oh. Yeah, no, 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 something no. else. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't keep it with the DLC for this. This is the first. Uh, is this, this might be the first DLC for this game. Then it's right? the first DLC for it. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't, are they still like, doing yeah. the um, the like co-op shooter joint? Uh. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what that shit's called. Um, hold on. Uh, was that survival? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, Resident Evil Survival? Maybe. It's something like that. Um. Either way, it doesn't look too inspiring. If you're into Resident Evil stuff and you like, you know, yeah, get into it. If not, don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh we've got shatter remastered deluxe uh coming out on literally everything but stadia damn i i should stop saying that just putting mm. stadia in that deep grave that came that came out on november 2nd shatter remastered uh shatter is a shatter is like the love child of luminous breakout and man uh, Tetris Effect, like the music in that game is so sublime. This is a great soundtrack, amazing soundtrack. That's a game oh, you oh. play for the soundtrack. What game is this? Shatter Remastered Deluxe. I think it's like ten or fifteen Shadow bucks. Remastered. And uh, it's there's the patented suck and blow mechanic. So basically, you can suck items and the ball oh. into the paddle and then shoot it back out. It's a weird name. Yeah, that's. I don't know what the fuck you're talking that, about right straight, now. Straight, straight from the copy. I'm. That's straight from the copy. It's called the patented, patented suck and blow mechanic. <laughs> Can't make that shit up. Uh, but I, I mean, I remember I, I got this game. I, I want to say I got this game as a PS Plus game for for PS3 when it mm-hmm. first came out. Shadow Remastered Deluxe. Shatter. Shatter. Yes. Okay, Shatter. I mean, if you if you got. If you like, I like little soundtrack. quick games, great soundtrack, amazing soundtrack. Um, yeah, check it out. Very good game. Oh, uh, uh, I see. I see what type of game this is. Okay. Yeah, it's like a like a breakout clone, but it, it's got some cool mechanics going on. The music's fucking banging. Suck and blow mechanics. I can't said. make that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Iron Man. VR for the Quest 2 came out on November 3rd. Uh, it Takes Two for the Switch came out on November 4th. That Seafood. one, um, Go ahead. Game of the Year uh, last year. Yeah. The, the Awards. I never played it, but... That might have been the most undeserved Game of the Year, and I'm going to tell you why. That game predicates itself on being accessible, and it is not. If you don't have a certain level of skill as a gamer, you can't play through that game. So, like, me and my wife tried to play through it, and it didn't work. Because she was frustrated by some of the puzzles because it requires you to have some, like, innate knowledge of gaming. You know, like, how mechanics work, how they're supposed to work. And it tries to subvert those tropes, but it does it a little bit too fast. Mm -hmm. So, like, game design-wise, it's probably, like, 
if you're into the meta of game design, it's probably like, yeah, this shit's fire. So, like, for the critics, that's probably, like, catnip, you know what I'm saying? And it's a co-op game. It's a forced co-op game. You can't play it by yourself. Well, I mean, you can, but it's a very, it's not the greatest experience. Um, so, I, I would say if, if you have somebody who's decent-ish at gaming and they want to play through that game with, uh, it's a it's a good romp. The comedy is whatever. The worst parents I've ever seen in gaming, but, you know. Yeah. Fun game. We didn't finish, but we got a good chunk through. I think we got about two-thirds of the way through. Just a lot of little things made us put it down. Uh, Sifu for the Switch came comes out on November 8th. Now we're in the future, finally. Uh, Done playing catch-up. Sonic Frontiers comes out on literally everything November 8th. God of War Ragnarok November 9th on PS4 and PS5. Among Us VR on the Quest 2 and PC VR for November 10th. Uh, Tactic o- Tactics Ogre Reborn for PS4, PS5, PC, and Switch. No Xbox on November 11th. This is one I've been keeping my eyes on. Because Tactic Ogre fucking smacks. It's a good ass fucking game. So, um, if you've ever played Final Fantasy Tactics or your Fire Emblems, you know what mm-hmm. you're getting for this game. Come on. You you know why you're here. You're here for those those good that good RPG strategy goodness where you play chess with real people's lives. Um <laughs> Yeah, I I mean it, They spruced everything up. They've they've switched some of the leveling curves to be less, you know, aggressive and they really I think they really got a they got something here. Um Valkyrie Elysium. It only has it listed for PC, but I think that came out on more stuff. Uh for November eleventh. Valkyrie Elysium is a follow up to uh damn, what's the name of that game? Valkyrie Ragnarok. Don't quote me on that. But basically it's a hack and slash JRPG. Uh, you get to fight as a Valkyrie, obviously. And you get to fuck shit up. I don't know what else to tell you. This is it's 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 a it's a B tier game. It, it doesn't have the budget that you're you're looking for. Can have some of those open arenas that you're used to in Japanese games, but I think it might be like a hidden gem because like when I see games like this, I, I think about like you know my you know like I'm a big like soundtrack guy, and it, it the gameplay like the images look like they're semi familiar to like near, but I don't know. Yeah, kind of. I think this is one of those games like if you picked it up. For sixty bucks, you might be mad, but if you found it for like a steal for like thirty five or thirty dollars, you might be like, "I'm fucking with okay. this." Yeah. So, Walker Elysium, uh, Pentiment. So this is from oh man, dang, I can't think of this man's name, but uh, the guys over at Obsidian have made a game, and this game is a uh, very interesting story wise. It's coming out on Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC, and it's basically a game set in uh, the early uh, era of uh, American civilization. And it has a lot of themes about Christianity and, you know, how they interacted with uh, the belief systems around there, you know, but it's more of a darker intimate story apparently. And I think this could be, you know, 
one of those sleeper stories of the year. Like, really good game. Well, really good story hidden in a game. So that's a pentiment on November 15th. You, you looking it up, Eric? You, you got you want to chime in on that? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm looking up uh, every every game that you mentioned that I haven't had on my radar. Um, it seems like a it's very unique in like the way the the UI presents itself. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know if like you're actively controlling like a, a certain character, but I can see like the different dialogue boxes and like you making decisions. I'm guessing and yeah, uh, the art style and everything like that. So. Definitely unique, but I'd be curious to see like you know what the reception is on it. Yeah, we've had a couple of good ones this year like that. Uh, they had Narco, Norco, uh, I guess Disco Elysium doesn't really fall in this category, but it released earlier uh, last year. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, we've had a couple of good kind of like story games in the last couple of years. But I think this one, yeah. this one, uh, this one's been on my radar for a little while, just kind of watching it in the background. Yeah, um, I like when games aren't like aren't scared to tackle like dark themes and how they, you know, affect like the world and yeah. kind of mirror real life. So yeah, I see, I see where this goes. Uh, we got goat simulator three on PC, Xbox series and PS five on November 17th. Another one. Hey, <laughs> I don't know. Like it, the, I don't know. It's like amazement is the word or like, maybe proud or what like the fact that there are like certain sectors of like the world like they keep these games going right like i i just i don't know like do i just like respect it because i've never played a ghost simulator but i've seen like videos of it and it's like mindless chaos like mindless like destruction like goats uh and the fact that we're on three <laughs> releasing mm-hmm. on all systems <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like wild well, I mean, that's what the that's what the uh, of course the the marketing leans into. But like, there's more to these games now. You know, the first one was a meme, and they turned the meme into money now. Damn, yeah. I, I need to write that. That's a good quotable. That's a good one. But they they really like they added a bunch of mini games. There's a lot of different ways you can interact with the world. There's a bit of like a little campaign that kind of teach you the mechanics. Or there's the, different types of goats. mechanics. Yeah, there's different types of goats in the game. You know, they add. They've added a lot in each. Like, there's a there's a goat zero. There's a spacesuit. Yeah. Goat. There's like there's goat, a- you can race as the goat. Like you can turn into a fucking goat ball and just start like running shit over and racing. There's like a uh, a Katamari Damacy type mini game. I think where you can basically collect as much trash as you can as your goat person. Like there's a bunch of shit in these games. Uh, they do a lot. Imagine. Have you ever just imagine putting a a jetpack on a goat? My dude, like, like, there's so much within that, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, they they did those, the thing. Uh, the goats from uh from that Thor movie, the the Thor, what is it? Uh, <laughs> Thunder. Yeah. Find like the funniest thing about the movie was like how he was just like yelling. When you mentioned jetpacks, I immediately thought of that, like just blasting off a goat and just like yelling. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but so you see the appeal. That's that's these games. They yeah, do. I see. Maiming to money, good one. Okay, uh, last two. We got the Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil in Me, for everything except Switch, on November 18th. And uh, these, I played uh, Man of Medan recently. I played and, uh, Yeah, these, these have, they got some interesting stories to tell. I wish I could play them more. Yeah, I wish I could play those more. Like, they, they, they bring in, like, actual, um, 
like actors that that you yeah. see, like not necessarily like A list actors, but folks that like you you recognize. You see from like, and I think smaller one, productions. Yeah, one of the recent ones was like uh like campground type base or whatever. Yeah. It looks like it lent to like that old school like eighties nineties horror. Um, and like because they're interactive and like the story is like something like that's type of horror game that I can I don't mind playing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and this one, uh, like I say, hope, at some point I, I'd like to you know play them all but like the last one that i played was madam and dam on the boat yeah. and like me and my uh my brothers we each took a different character and i think mine was the one who like took off from the boat to go get help so i didn't yeah. have to do nothing the whole game, <laughs> which is watch but uh yeah cool cool concept cool stories and uh yeah i'll see, see where this one goes to hopefully i can get into it yeah i want to say madam and dam is on ps extra don't quote me on that um uh... And last but not least, we got Pokemon Scarlet and Violet on the Switch, November eighteenth. Uh, that's everything, you guys. You guys got anything you want to add? You want to talk about? You want to give your last rights to you know Gotham Knights? Um, I think. Well, it's, it's not on the list because we're not. Um, it's like a bit further out, but I think in December there's supposed to be a, a Final Fantasy something dropping i think it's related to uh the whole seven remake things like crisis oh core crisis core, like core. Yeah, yeah yeah um looking forward to that anything that we can get information about like final fantasy i'm all ears for it uh i was watching all the trailers for 16 uh yesterday and i think it recently came out that like we're gonna get a demo for 16 sometime early next year um it was an interesting uh and it, this may be something we can like preview or like talk about in the future thing but there was an interview with the director of 16 that IGN did and they were asking about um the lack of diversity in Final Fantasy games and I, I knew what the answer was going to be but uh they get they, they've gotten like some flack for like the answer that they gave uh so like folks can like look more into that maybe we could talk about that like in the, in the future uh podcast but um Final Fantasy 16 next summer Final Fantasy Crisis Core, I guess remake in December. Uh, big fan of Final Fantasy, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Hmm. So, okay, you got anything? Oh, I mean, this is just like in December. I've got uh, the Callista Protocol. That's really what. Oh, I, yeah. That's what. That's like the biggest thing that I've got on my. They should. My like expected. Yeah. Um, they should. They should put that in. I don't man. think it is. But yeah, you almost the nut on that. camera. <laughs> no, it's like you, you said. You were like, what was it? Um, Portal. The game you mentioned earlier. No, it was a game you mentioned earlier. That was a horror game, and you were like, why would they make that in VR? Like, why would you do that to yourself? Are you um, talking about Resident Evil? Oh, Resident, yeah. that was Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. The protocol is like a different level of like, are you insane? Why would you put mm. that in? VR? Would you put so that's play I, Dead Space, like, the remake in VR? No. I'm like, what the If Chris streams it, I'll watch, I'll watch that, but I'm, not, you know, I'm yeah. happy for like, those folks, though. I'm really happy for you, Chris, that you're getting... Happy for the <laughs> horror free. <freaks. making>, yeah. <laughs> I like when folks get what they want, so... But yeah, that's what I've got on my list for sure. I did. I, so it's like I, we we talked about this um, scorn and whatnot. I had watched uh, some gameplay of it, and a lot of 
uh, I guess the responses to it is just that, um, why? <laughs> like, why it, was it, it made? It, it's point? just, like, it's just like this is this is interesting, but it's like, why did you do this? Yeah, like, like why, why am I playing this type shit? Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, that was a that was a game for sure. <laughs> so it's definitely one of those game pass game pass games that you're just like, okay, I'm gonna download this, but like probably wouldn't spend the actual money on it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. I mean. I'm surprised y'all actually didn't mention this uh, specifically, you Eric. But uh, I was thinking about uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Mm-hmm. I am. That's that. Hold on, I'm make sure I'm talking it's, about the right it's thing. The, it's the. It's like they got delayed, and they got like all the um, the, like they recently like revealed stuff for like Doctor Strange. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like a card type turn based thing or something. It, it's more like XCOM. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody wanted that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, don't th- I think people wanted the XCOM stuff. They wanted the strategy yeah. stuff, but they didn't when, want. They didn't want the card shit. When people said the card that, shit, they were already out. That should have been the ultimate alliance game. Like the fact that they're yes. throwing in like all these different characters. That is what that should have been. And then it's like the early um, concept that came out, like with the story, which sounds interesting. But once they said, "Oh, it's like SOCOM. It's like puzzle pieces." I'm like, I don't want to play that like nothing against like folks people that, that like that type of uh game but i think with something as big as marvel right like mm-hmm. you want to make some money make that something like you make that in like ultimate land style and it's gonna sell yeah uh and i think like this is a missed opportunity and I, I'm, I'm curious to see like do they make their money back on this like how well does this actually do uh because i'm every time i see it i'm like man like you want to talk about what could have been this was a missed opportunity, I think. Yeah, I agree. They they love. Uh, they should have. They should have did the thing that everybody. They, everybody wants to get fancy with their fucking game, and it's like the people are asking for the things. Can you just make the things? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's not about what you want. Like, fuck me. To quote you. You know what? You're right. Cause they did the same thing with the uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, like we didn't want to go back to two v two. We wanted goddamn more three v three. Bring it back, and they tried to reinvent the wheel and they fucked it up. I think. Okay. Uh, Which money can we get out of that? Oh, let's throw in Ultron and the folks from the movies and like strip the roster. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think we can go ahead and say this on air, but I think once uh, December rolls around after that first week, you guys want to, could that be the week we do our game of the year stuff? That, that'll that yeah. be time for Callisto yeah. Protocol to slide in, and I don't know if you want to wait for a crisis. Are we, going to, are we going to go based off of the video game awards list? I mean, like like to, to tie in with that, or we just want to do our own? I would rather do our own list, because sometimes yeah. those lists, they, they miss pretty hard, in my opinion. Like, I'm very, like I say, I always tell people, 2019, Neo 2 was one of the greatest games that year, and for whatever reason, it's not on nobody's list for games of the year. Like, it just got blasted into the fucking stratosphere by Ghost of Tsushima and uh, Last of Us 2, which is fine. Those games hit hard, and they sold a lot, but... Personally. 
Ghost Tsushima ain't better than Neo 2. Unless you're just mm. like, oh, I love that Kiro. Like, like, the story wasn't even all like, come on, man. Mm. <laughs> come on, man. Like, Neo 2 ain't got no story, but it's still a better game. Mm. But, mm. you know, different structure, different folks. I know people like their story again. Look, see? This is stuff we can debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 